This week on Face Off Hockey Show, it's going. The music's going to sound a little different because Johnny's not here to play it, so I have to put it in in post. But it's playoff time. We got that going for us. Um, we've got the three ice happening. We've got coaching decisions happening, and then Lyle's going to take on inanimate objects as is tradition. Face Off Hockey Show, right now. Choose your command. You have chosen the Face Off Hockey Show. I mean, hockey is my life. I've got on hockey underwear right now. The Face Off Hockey Show. What? With Scotty Waz. Sean O. In a breakaway. Face two, three, And the P-Boys, Johnny, Johnny and Mark, Mark. With a C. Yeah, baby. Five seconds left in the game. Over. You believe in miracles? Yes! Here's your host for the Face-Off Hockey Show, Scotty Waz. And here we are. So, you heard the 45 seconds of intro music. Uh, we heard nothing. Who's we? If you have the video show, you can tell. If you can't, then it's NHL History Girl. Live, <laughs> live from our living room. Hi, Hello. everybody. Um, welcome, welcome again to the show. Uh, Johnny is at Rasslin. He is uh, taking in the AEW Dynamite, and uh, good for him. He went to the meet and greet yesterday. Seemed like he had a really cool time. Uh, Adam Cole was there, FTR was there. It's a great time by everybody. So good for him. Good for Johnny getting a week off. <laughs> so I'm hampered with Jen, um, as I am off to do. So. But we've been watching a lot of hockey together, so we formed opinions. So hooray us. Yes. What what'd you do this week, Jen? Um well I attended class and kept an eye on Twitter to figure out what was going on in the games. <laughs> that was my beginning of my week. Well, uh, then then it goes into last Wednesday too. So we our weeks are Wednesday to Wednesday here at the face off show. Okay. Homework. I did homework. Yeah. Fun times with homework. When are you done school? Um, my last day of class is next week. Mm, yay. Yes. I have to have everything turned in by, I think, like May 10th. Oh, fancy. Yeah. Then you, then you will be a volunteer. No more. Well, you still got one more semester, I guess. Yep. And then the University of Tennessee will be giving you a piece of paper saying, hey, you did it. Yes. Thank you for paying us these thousands of dollars. Here's a sheet of paper. Enjoy. Enjoy your endeavors. <laughs> Went to a card show, too. That's true. We did. We, uh, I don't know if it's semi-annual or just it just happened. I heard it from a buddy of mine, so, um... That's how I learned about it, and we just went and looked around. A lot of, a lot of interesting stuff there. You had your eye on something. Oh, yeah. The there was a Pekka Rene jersey signed and inscribed first goal, first NHL goal, um, and then it was marked like thirteen of twenty five or something like that. Thirteen of thirty five because he wears he wore number thirty five, so. That makes sense, but it was it was interesting. But it's one of those things where rationality 
uh, kind of plays out. It's like, what am I going to do with this? That's what I say yeah. every time I buy cards. I'm like, what am I going to do with these? <laughs> well, I got answers because I got a big, I got a lot of t- boxes back here. A lot of boxes back here. I can now divvy up by teams. So, got that going for me. Once uh, once things settle down in like June, July, then I can start doing that because I have nothing better to do with my life. <laughs> um, did we do anything else this week? I don't think we did. No, I don't think we did. Kind of just hanging out with El Cato. Yeah, it gets a little clingy when you leave the house. Well, he's used to be you being around for every day, so he's not used to this. Where are the people going at? So, oh well, we'll see what the boy does. Yep. Uh, so we have been watching some playoffs. We have, and has been something. I don't know how to explain it. Um, the Penguins Rangers game was something else the other night. <laughs> Having a uh, Casey to Smith going out, and then here comes Louis Domingue, and then he wins the damn game after stopping a lot of shots. 80? I think he only I think I had to stop like seventeen shots. A lot of shots. That's a lot of shots on average. When you think about a guy who comes in after the second, like as the second OT begins. But um, you know, such is life. And then the Avalanche decided to just show up and beat the crap out of Nashville. I don't even know what the final score was. Last time I saw it, it was like six one. Seven two, I think, was the final. So, was not a pretty game. Wasn't going to be. Thought the Preds would put up a little bit of a fight, and then UC Soros is uh, out for the time being. And then here we are. And losing your goaltender. Who knew? Who knew? Oh, my God. We have award nominees being named. Holy crap. Jen, we've got content for later on in the show. <laughs> I saw the King Clancy's were announced today. It's the one I'm talking about. And that's that's our favorite on this show, Jen. I don't know if you listen because you just sit it over there. Um, but I don't listen, so I don't blame you either. But the King Clancy is our favorite award because it's so goddamn meaningless. Uh, <laughs> it's just the it's le- a community spirit award, is what it is. It, like it's it's barely barely above the Mark Messier Leadership Award for relevancy. Like in all honesty. But we digress. It is one of our favorites just because I think Oli Kolzig won it one year and we were all happy. And then, <laughs> ta-da, there we are. Well, eventually I have a rant about the Masterton, so. Like in like in on the show or in life or in general? Like in, I'll, in general, I'll I have a walk a out rant the door. I'll walk in the door and you'll just be on this and, and then I'll hear and another thing. Um, and then I'll just be like, just walk right back out the door. basically yeah no it's i i hate what the masterton has become so player of the year award Hmm? it's the comeback player of the year award come on no it's not that it's um yes and no it's also the the who had the saddest story of the year award it is the violin award the Stratahuvius Award, as as it were. Who's the, who's the famous who's the famous violin guy? There are several. Well, the the 
The guy who plays in Dave Matthews. What was his name? <laughs> I wouldn't know that. Okay, well, what kind of Dave Matthews fan are you then? Not one. Oh, okay. But do you want to just get it off your chest now since you have a microphone and a, a, a modicum of an audience? <laughs> no, it's just... It, I mean, I've I've already said the the base the basic gist of the rant is that it's it's not who is showing perseverance in hockey. It's the who had it's it's not you know who had the worst injury. It's the who had the saddest story of the year, and that's well, not what it's meant to be. Well, it's just basically like the Norris Trophy becoming the defensive Art Ross. Yeah, basically. I mean, it just evolves and like people get into this train and then it just evolves to, oh, it's it's what this it's this now. And now yeah. we all talk to that. Yep. Which lame. But here we are as a people. So. um, Any hot takes after the first couple of uh, games that we saw or you saw? Hmm. Um. I think the Dallas series is going to be sort of a not a slog, but it's not going to be all that watchable. It will be a marathon and not a sprint. <laughs> yeah. It it's 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 destined to be and I mean knowing knowing the Daryl Sutter coach team it was going to be that way. It was always going to be that way. Yeah. But, yeah, it's kind of a that series. I that's probably my least favorite series to to think about. Uh, I I keep forgetting the Kings are in the playoffs, so that's something too. Yeah, I do too. I'm uh, I'm like, wait, what? Not only in the playoffs, they're up a game. <laughs> so because Mike Smith doesn't know how to handle a puck. But that's been Mike Smith's trademark since forever, though. That's true. He's made he's made a. Made a market off of it. It's doing great. Um, what was like, it we were saying? Love your love. Uh, find something you love as much as Mike Smith loves not handling the puck. Right. Or yeah. mishandling the puck. Yeah, overhandling the puck. Yeah, there we go. That's what it was. One of those three. They're all interchangeable, but there's that one. Minnesota. Like again, it comes down to goaltending. Mark Andre Fleury kicks out a rebound like he's punting for the Vikings, uh, and then the Blues get two easy goals that way. And boy, and they're going back to him for tonight's game. So we will see what happens in Game Two. Tampa, Toronto could be the most annoying series. Oh one God, most, it already is. One of the most annoying series of this uh, the first round. Uh, I would say the annoying series, at least on Twitter, will be Penguins Rangers. Because their fan bases are very active and some of them very stupid. So, <laughs> and by some of them, I'm saying a good 95% of them. All dumb, all irrelevant consequences. Uh, I was surprised the Caps won game one, to be quite honest, especially with how god terrible that ice was in Miami. Um, Carolina. I'm surprised Carolina got off as good as they did, but then I realized Boston doesn't have any goaltending. Again, a nice little uh, cottage cottage market that we've built ourselves. What's the what's the term? Cottage industry. Is that yep. the term? Yeah, 
something we've built on the show for a while that Boston does not have a goalie. Um, and it's proving that point right now in this series. Um, uh, what's the other, did we get through all, yeah, we got through all the East. What else is in the West now? Uh, no, we went through all of them. Maybe we did it. Now we get to some injuries. <laughs> and that's where the injury music would play. I have to make marks for myself so I don't screw it up. Uh, Tommy Wilson, lower body injury day to day. Got cut in the face with a high stick and then had, went down in a heap, uh, later after scoring the power play goal to put the caps up one nothing, tested it out, did not return, but he's day to day, but aren't we all? Um Carrie Price might retire. His knee's not not looking so great, Bob. Um your thoughts on Carrie Price as a Le Habitant fan. Um I mean I get why he would have to retire. I've I've had knee surgery twice and mine is probably way more minor than his but um even just after minor surgery your knee's not the same even with rehab and everything your your knee ends up being just not the same and you have to take care of it differently and um it was a good career i will say that Mm -hmm. um i feel like they wasted several years of his career that's true and he did go to that one weird Stanley Cup final, so he's got that going for him. Yeah. So. Uh, and also kind of a Hendrick, a Hendrick Lundqvist-like career, but not in terms of not being thinking that he'd be successful and then not turning out to be. But I think in the grand scheme, overshadowed by Hendrick Lundqvist's play. Yeah. Uh, of the two goalies of this generation. Well, and Henrik had that whole, because people think he's so handsome in his hair and whatever, and and I th- think people just loved him for aesthetic reasons and not so much for performance reasons. His performance wasn't terrible either. Like, well, no. For a time, he was the only thing the Rangers was that was salvageable of that team. <laughs> but, you know... Being easy on the eyes don't hurt neither. Um, and, and yeah, he come, also, I think he came over when he was, what, 22, 23, mm-hmm. some shit like that. So that helps, too. When you get over to the league. So he came over in. He was drafted in 2000, so that make him 18 or he's born in 82, comes over. in So he was 23 when he first started. So that that helps a lot. Playing starting at 23 and then also have being played pro pro hockey for a bit that helps you a little bit, but yeah, a lot of 30 wins, a lot of 30 win seasons for uh Henny Henny Boy. Ah, uh, there we go, that's fun. Uh, Kyle Clifford suspended for one game after hitting uh Ross Colton from behind and into the glass, which was just a dumb, dumb hit. <laughs> Like, he saw numbers from 55 feet away and still hit him. So dumb. <laughs> a lot of fines, too. A lot of fines are being uh, thrown out there. A lot of chippiness. A lot of cross-checking in these playoffs so far. Um, so, that's been... I'm trying to bring up the media site now. The passwords don't match. God damn it. <sighs> I gotta love that. 
I think. Go ahead. I think this year is particularly chippy because it's the first season like back back like with the COVID restrictions and everything and everybody has got all of their pent up aggression and here you go. Right. And plus plus I've from what I've seen of the games, the referees are not handling game management all that well. No. Come on, Jen, they're the best. So I I mean it's inevitable at this point. Yeah. So here are some fines. Jarrett Spurgeon fined five thousand, max allowable on his uh cross check to the ankles of uh Pavel Buznevich, which was egregious. <laughs> Um, and then a lot of fines in the end of the Tampa Toronto game. One Maroon and Cor- Pat Maroon, Corey Perry fined twenty two fifty and twenty five hundred respectively. Wayne Simmons fined twenty two fifty for unsportsmanlike conduct at the end of game one, or at towards the end of game one, ten oh nine in the third. So some tomfoolery happening there. They said that Sheldon Keith said he was prepared for a war. So I guess he's got it. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know what the hell Sheldon keeps doing with his life. No. Uh, who does really? Uh, Patreon. Do you know we have a Patreon? I do. Okay. Well, I didn't. So thanks for cluing me in on that. Jesus. <laughs> uh, Patreon.com slash faceoff hockey show. Occasionally we put stuff up. I swear to God, one of these days, once I get a time, I'm going to put something off of this damn thing up there. Um, but I never have time. Never time. Um, yeah, but we'll put stuff up there. A dollar gets you the video show. Five dollars gets you to pick a segment and get you that fancy stuff from that little small, hard or solid state drive. Uh, you can be like Pat, Jeff, Kevin, Matthew, Damon, Mark, Ethan, Trista, Chris, Rob, Shonimich. They contribute. So can you. It is the Patreon for Face Off Hockey Show. Patreon.com says Face Off Hockey Show. Um, all right, there it was a tie. I put it up late. People didn't interact with it. Such is life. Your loss. So now we get to choose. Um, uh, we, I want to talk to once Mark and Lyle get on about the other one about going to the teams that you hate uh, in series of like for for me the entire rest of the Eastern Conference. I wish a meteor hits all those series because I cannot <laughs> deal with any of those series. I think that they're all trash in the Eastern Conference except for the Caps and Panthers, but. You know, that's me. But the three three ice is happening. Did you hear about this? Did you see this? Do you know what this is, Jen? I have heard vaguely about it. The three ice is a uh, is a uh, summer league six team three on three hockey. It's going to be great. Kids are going to love it. It's going to be a touring tournament. And they announced their players. They had coaches, Guy Carboneau. Uh, Grant Fuhr, John LeClaire, Joe Mullen, Larry Murphy, and Brian Trottier. It's going to be nine North American cities, two eight-minute periods, running clock, full-size rink, seven players, and uh, six six skaters and a goalie. Um, six games each night for uh, for the uh, nine-week season. So you're getting your money's worth. You're going to go see three games. You're basically seeing an all-star game. In the summer, between <laughs> old teams, so um, 
the idea of this summer hockey, three on three hockey thoughts, ideas. Um, I don't know, it's, it's okay, but I feel like it's competing with everything else people have to do during the summertime. Like relax, go to the beach, you know, do something. And I personally am not one who wants to watch hockey year round. Mm -hmm. So it's, I mean, if someone said, hey, let's go, I'd be like, okay, but I'm not going to get up and go on my own. You're not going to camp out for tickets, is what you're saying. No, no. Well, that's a shame. I think they should bring roller hockey back, though. You know what? I would. I. I. I have been beating this drum for a while, for either the RHI or the Pro Beach Hockey, especially the Pro Beach Hockey. They had ramps in the back of the rink. How could yeah. you not? And they had all Franklin gear, which Franklin, <laughs> outside of baseball, only you know they do a lot of kids sports, but Franklin was prominently displayed. And roller hockey there. But not to be so far. We will only have the memories of Pro Beach Hockey to sit ourselves, put, set our hats on. Uh, but here's the teams. Uh, team Carbano. Uh, starts off with goaltender Jeremy Brodeur. That's right. Of the Canadian Brodeurs. <laughs> How about that? Uh, JC Champagne. Or Champagna. Chapagleg. He uh, most recently played in the ECHL uh, with the Allen Americans, uh, Dallas, Texas native. So, I mean, you got that. Also on Guy Carbono's team, Nick Lalonde, a Canadian. How about that? Not a, not a lot, not a lot of names. Lalonde <laughs> last played for Robert Morris University, uh, a team that uh, now no longer does exist. Samson Mabad. Samson Mabad played for HK uh, Drukla Trenchin in the Slovak League. 33-year-old out of Montreal, making making his way all the way through the uh, other leagues. Aaron uh, uh, Polasha, I think I'm saying that right, played for the Columbus Blue Jackets for a time. The NHL. Steven Sago and Jordan Southern. Jordan Southern, uh, ECHL guy. Uh, team Grant Buer, Seamus Donahue. I think that's a college kid. His name sounds familiar. Anyway, Peter Lenz, Mike London, who played for the Lightning for a time. Ryan Malone, another Lightning guy. Um, he is uh, he is on there. Remember him? He was great. Played for the Lightning, played for the Penguins. Matt Petgrave, that's an inauspicious name. Uh, Ty Rimmer, former Red Deer Rebels goaltender, and Jeff Taffy. Love me some taffy. Team LeClaire, Chase Horyuk, TJ Hensek, Alex Kyle, Brendan Minnell, Tyler Sandu, Sandhu, uh, Dalton Skelly, and Brain Wyrek is the goalie. Jesus, a lot of... Mm, okay. Team Mullen, Aaron Bersha, Kevin Fitzgerald, Rob Flick, Connor uh, Lakovi, Patrick Mullen, Brock Trotter, and Joe Whitney. And Team Murphy, Mark Och, Patrick Kula, Colton Horgrave, Eamon McAdam, Griffin Monolo, Chris Mueller, and uh, Matt Revel. And then finally, uh, for Team Trottier, Kevin Beach, Cam Brown, Chad Costello, former leading scorer for the ECHL, Sean Dugan, 
Bobby Farham, uh, Matt Foget, and Jake Newton. They will also have taxi squad players, including former NHLers Jared Olin, Chris Bork, and Leland Irving. Listen, I'm all for ventures. I'm all for people trying to take a chance. Don't know if those names are going to tip the needle for me. Like, mm, I don't know. Yeah, it's... If you're going to have a, a league like this, you got to have at least a couple of recognizable names beyond, like, Ryan Malone. Right? Who's the other one that they, they were touting? Um, Jeremy Burdor. Not, uh, not Martin Burdor. Uh. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel like you, you need um, you, you need some better names in there. You need any names. I mean, TJ Hensek's a guy I know. Like, I know a couple of these names. But, like, Jesus. Gotta have yeah. some, man. There's, there's nobody that you're like, wow, I gotta go see him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got it. How are we going to do this? So let's see. In inaugural season tickets are on sale now, Jen. Just in case you wanted to know, the inaugural season. Let's let's see how much. How do you much? All right. So they start off. They they they're sandwiched in Vegas. So Vegas opens the season. Vegas ends the season. Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas. We're talking about three ice, Mark. We're talking about the three on three hockey in the summer. The threes. The threes. The three ices. They announced their oh, rosters. Thrice. Threes. Threes. Threes, threes. They announced their rosters, and no one knows who the hell any of these people are. I forgot to do this. Oh, pop That's dog. That's how I enter. Pop dog. That's my entrance music. There it is. Uh, so, open and start in Vegas, and De- Denver, Grand Rapids, Hershey, London, Pittsburgh, Quebec City, Nashville. What a tour. And they're playing all the big arenas. They're... I honestly don't see Bridgeport, Bridgestone Arena selling out for this one. Hate to say it, hate to go out on that limb, but I don't see it going. So uh, what's I don't even know what we're talking about. What's the event? The thrice is it the thrice? The thrice. Why they wouldn't uh, Why wouldn't Bridgestone sell out? Because they just keep getting crushed by the Avalanche. Well, there's that. <laughs> um, but they announced the rosters, Mark. They announced is this a the... who's who of who cares, or is this Brother. a Hall of Fame tour? Brother, it it listen. I would go. I'm you know what I'm going to go say it again just because. These names, Mark, you remember these. You're going to remember these names like you're going to you're going to hear these names and man be like, man, the haha fuck you for this inaugural season of three ice. I'm going to know. Um, All right. Uh, how about how about this one? Jeff Taffy. Yeah, the best one of the best. Uh, did he play in the NHL? Yeah, he did. Oh, I'm going to uh, wait. Can I I'm going to guess these. Uh, he was like a fourth string winger. Yeah, about that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Did I Out win anything? <laughs> uh, well, you get to no. you get to learn about Chris Mueller. At Chris Mueller, I, I, that name rings a bell. I think he was a third line center. Yep, you were correct. Look at you, Bobby Farham. No, nothing. Sixty-seven nothing. games. Jace Haruluk. <laughs> Ninety-eight. Did you say Jace or Chase? Jace. J A Y. Oh, Jesus Christ. Is this one of those Sean situations? Yeah, it is. Uh, TJ Hensick? No. no. Jeremy Brodeur? That, now we're just talking EA Sports Dynasty. 
No, we're talking James. sons of great hockey players. Oh, so he is the son of Marty Brodeur. Yeah. Oh. Ryan Malone. Okay. I thought he had a concussion. I thought he was like not playing ever again. No, he's 42 and has had a drinking problem, but he's back with three ice, baby. Wait, who was the guy that had like insane health issues mm-hmm. and just became a coach on whatever the last team? I thought that was Ryan Malone. No. Yeah. You could be right. I okay. Good for him. Yeah. Coming back playing hockey at 42. Yeah. I couldn't do that. Other names include JC Champagne, Nick Lalandi. <laughs> JC Champagne? Yeah. That's definitely a made up name. <laughs> Seamus Donahue. <laughs> Again. <laughs> uh Brock Trotter. I'm sorry. Seamus Donahue is like when you go into the creative player and you're like, I want him to be from Ireland. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. here's your name. I want to create create me an Irish player. <laughs> oh, Seamus Donahue. <laughs> oh, boys. Played for Michigan Tech. Uh, I was ready. It was a college kid, but played for the South Carolina Stingrays. Oh, he played for. Oh, that's why I know the name. Jenny played for St. Cloud. Okay. That's why I know. There we go. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, Bobby Farm, Cam Brown, Chad Costello, but Mark, we all know the uh, one of or two of the Taxi Squad players. They have uh, Taxi Squads. They have three. They have three players. It's three. Okay, hold on. Let's rewind for a second. Sure, buddy. Okay, what are the roster sizes? I mean, you were talking three on three, but you got to have a bench, Se- right? So is it what like ten pe- ten person bench? It's it's seven seven players, including one goalie. So I'm so assuming- it's just like you rotate a line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then a goalie, and you don't even have a backup goalie. No. Okay. Is well, there an e bug? There is. Leland Irving is one of the players on the ta- taxi squad. <laughs> uh, recently retired Chris Bork is on the taxi squad. Oh my god! And uh, former uh, Calgary hitman Jared Oland on the uh, taxi squad. Is this the equivalent of like? I had a great career. This is like Denise Richards being on Real Housewives of wherever the <laughs> fuck she is, right? Yeah. I had a fantastic movie career, and now I'm on the emergency taxi squad for this brand new league that is going to fail in two years. Chris Bork had a great career, but come on, man. Just go home, go spend time with your family. <laughs> hey, plenty of seats still available for the uh, Hershey Park game. Uh, starting at 28 bucks, ending at $47 plus. Um, I'm sure it'll be much cheaper outside the gate. I, dude, if they are scalpers. Is this even worth the scalpers, scalpers time? <laughs> I want to see the scalpers for this event in Hershey Park. Two dollars, two dollars. I just want to get a water. Two dollars. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Hershey Park water is that cheap. <laughs> but it's a Saturday afternoon in July. Like, why? Where else would you want to spend it than in Giant Center in Hershey, Pennsylvania? Come Good on. news, though. If the game sucks, you just go to Hershey Park. <laughs> right. Spend, spend some other dust. It's way, way better than, you know, all the other arenas <laughs> or, that don't have or, a theme park right across the street. Or just fucking cut out the middleman and go to Hershey Park <laughs> and just, just end it yeah. there. <laughs> but, yeah, this is an uh, interesting event. So, yeah, that's the ticket prices for Hershey. What are the ticket prices for Nashville? Oh, God, I would love to see. $29 to $92. You gotta be fucking kidding me! Who's paying? And and okay, so what? Oh, are the... they don't even have the upper bowl. It's just lower bowl seating for. Well, the... yeah, I mean, obviously. obviously. So 
what are the rules here? I mean, obviously, if they're playing on actual rinks, that means that they're they're not like playing half rink, it's right? They're playing rink. with the full rink. It's all star rules, baby. Okay, all star yeah. rules means that like, look, if you get front row seats, if let's say you pay for those ninety two dollars seats, you could be on the you're taxi hoping, spot. You're hoping for some like. You know, somebody's going to get hit into the boards. Maybe they're going to fight in front of you, right? You're hoping for that, like, upfront action when you're sitting on the glass. None of that shit's going to happen in three-on-three hockey. You're just going to be able to... The worst part, as John pointed out last week, or the week before, the worst part about sitting front row is that you can't see anything yeah. when the puck is on the other side of the ice. Yeah. So who's going to pay that money to watch three-on-three hockey when you can only watch half the game? Yeah. It's not great. And, and and it's not guys who are going to tip the needle at all. Right. Like, I don't know anybody clamoring to see Marty Berdor's kid. Look, if Marty Berdor's and nothing, I have no offense to Marty Berdor's kid. I'm not saying that any professional hockey player's child should be as good as their parent was. But if it, if Marty Berdor's kid can't crack the NFL, the NHL draft, whatever, right? Well, top, he, he, top, whatever. then. Yeah. He was, he was the throwaway pick for the Devils that one year. You are right. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. So like, uh, he, okay, then he's good at hockey, but he's not. He's not a. It's not going to attract anybody. <laughs> you know. You know. Anywho. Yeah. So Jim, still up hoping that his dad shows up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Man, this goalie's playing really great. Oh my God! It's Marty Brodeur. Um, he whips off the mask, and there's another mask underneath. Exactly, and it's Jim Gary, the actor. <laughs> uh, yeah. So be a part of it, everybody. June 18th, it starts. Um, you can buy your tickets now. I don't even think this the NHL season will be over by June 18th. Uh, I think this year might be. Should be. It'll be close. I think it not because the draft's not until. First week of July. So, Jesus Christ, tickets at Vegas are starting at $40 a pop. Yikes. Okay. Well, this is the perfect event for Vegas, though. That's true. It's a, it's, it's just a gimmick, right? It's only in town for one or two nights in a weekend or whatever it is, right? If it's two weekends, it's I don't care. It's a, it's a single night at the event one, yeah. and they're also the playoff and championship at the end of the season. So, the whole point. Well, for in my opinion, and I, you know, if I know anything about Vegas, which I don't know much, but the casinos are going to scoop up these tickets and they're going to comp them to people, and they're going to be like, "Here you go, go see this really fun thing that's only here for one night." It's your Arizona Coyotes uh, theorem, where corporations yeah. just sweep it up and give them away. Right? They're... No, no, no one in their right mind that lives in Vegas is going to go pay t- pay money to go watch this thing. To watch. Well, I don't know. They haven't had hockey in a while. They might be starred because their team didn't make. The That's playoffs. right. Didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> Suck on that. And they can see the, the what their team should have been if expansion rules were like the old days. Yeah. Fucking Ryan Malone and Jeremy Berdor in net. God bless. Good. Good luck to them. Good goddamn luck to them. Um, Mark, what do you think about the first games of this playoffs? I stayed up last night. So, I, I mean, I, I stayed up. I watched the Caps game. I didn't have to stay up too late for that one. But I did. I was talking to a buddy of mine, Rangers fan, 
And so I was switching back and forth during the Caps game. It got really interesting over there uh, with the Pens and, and Rangers. That disallowed goal in the third, very controversial. I feel like the uh, the Rangers uh, got pushed into the, the goalie there on that one. I don't think that should have probably been a penalty, but, you know, different referees. It's no Mike Knubel situation back in 2008. Yeah. Where Knubel just ran Cristobal Huey and didn't get called for it. It's happened. Yeah, that was the that was a Flyers Caps reference yeah. from 2008. If anybody remembers, well, nobody remembers that. It's fine. No, no, you you remember it. I remember it because it was one of the first playoff series that I was in person for. But all of that having been said, I stayed up until 11:30. I tried to make it all the way through that Pens Rangers game. Shesterkin had 70 saves when I went to bed, which is ridiculous. I think he finished with 79. Yeah, save 79 of 83 or something like that, which is absurd. So, yeah, you know, 3 OT to start the series. That series is going to be fantastic. Against two teams we hate. Yeah, we were, uh, as I I sent a a text message to you and Johnny, uh, we were debating about who we wanted to, me and some of my friends that were debating about who we wanted to win that game. And the consensus was no matter what happens, everybody wanted the Penguins to lose. To which I said, in the Jean-Claude Van Damme masterpiece, Sudden Death, I was actually cheering for the bomb. Yes, exactly. Well, uh, maybe if this series keeps going this way, they'll both be too worn out and whoever wins will just get swept in the next series. You know, every year there's a situation like that. And I agree with you, Jen. Mo- like The most recent one I can think of is when I think Philly Philly played the uh, the penguins it was the flyers and the penguins in the first round and it was either two years ago or th- it was it was fairly recently and we were like these guys are going to kill each other in the first round and whoever they play in the next round is just going to demolish them and that that didn't come to be i'm gonna have to go look up what year that was but i distinctly remember every year there being like this is just gonna be a melee and they're going to be so exhausted, they're going to get run over by whoever they play in the next round. It never seems to work out that way. Either the teams get invigorated by overcoming something like that and being like, if we can do this, we can do anything. Or they just, there, there is no, this is like, this is playoff hockey. This is the level of effort that we have to put in to win anything, and they just sustain it the rest of the way. Sure. I am I am of the uh, persuasion of fuck the Rangers, so mm. I'm in the minority in this one. I you know Penguins or whatever. Yeah, is it, is is hating the Penguins passe now? I think it's been done. <laughs> I think it's been done. I mean the Caps yeah. aren't going to see him until the Eastern Final anyway. So what about but what about the Penguins? What about the Penguins is likable and what about the Rangers is hateable for you? The fans. I think the fans are, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, or last week, time is a flat circle, I don't know what happens anymore, <laughs> but I, I, I think the Rangers fans are too in their own, in their own, you know, let's go, we got this guy now, no no one beating us, uh, New York, I think it's just New York, I don't think well, it's just Ranger fans, I think it's just New York. You do say time is a flat circle, It is everything is cyclical here, mm-hmm. right, because I distinctly remember when the Caps got good. Yeah. Back in the early, you know, the late aughts and the early tens. 
Yeah. When we when the Caps won the President's Trophy like two out of the last four years or whatever, I was like, ah, yeah, we're the best. Yeah, this is great. I can't believe we lost to Montreal in the first round. This is ridiculous. And then like all of that, like it, it all came crumbling down because people were like had such high expectations uh-huh. and were assholes about it because the hottest ticket in town was a Caps ticket, and the people that were fans for their entire lives couldn't find a way into the stadium because asshole, all these assholes that were like, yeah, the Caps are good now, I'm going to be part of this. We're scooping up all the seats, and then we're being dicks about the team losing yeah. because they, they paid all this money to go to a game and the team lost. How dare they? Mm. Right? But with Rangers fans, I mean, people who have been Rangers fans for a long time understand they've paid their dues. I feel like they've paid their dues. And they're they're New Yorkers. They're gonna be dicks. And I think that's what I what I. It's just New York. I think it's just New York. I can't yeah. say. You it's know, been it's been a minute since they've been the favorites in a series. Yeah, and it's I been think, a, it's been a while. It's been, it's been a while. Um, I think, <laughs> and I think the Penguins are are a little more likable because you. It's a parallel to what the Caps are. Well, An aging yes. team. With where you can see the end of this core is in sight, yes. And goaltending is such a fucking question mark. You've got your 37 year old Ovechkin and Malkin. You've got your 36 year old Sidney Crosby, who are still the stars on their teams. Yeah. There hasn't been a changing of the guard no. yet. There should have been like two or three years ago. Yeah, you've got Louis Domingue, third string goalie, coming in to is save the day. Fucking spicy pork. <laughs> and fucking coming in and making 17 saves. Yeah. And then you've got the, I mean, it is, I got to admit, it's a little, it's nice as a fan to have no expectations coming into a series as the underdog, oh, yeah. right? As for, for the last 10 years as Caps fans or longer, all the pressure has been on the Caps to, you know, you should win this series. You're the better team. These guys, you know, why'd you win? Why'd you win or lose this game? Whatever, right? And now it's like, well, we took one from Florida. That feels pretty good. Yeah. Right? The Penguins got to feel good about taking one from the Rangers for the same reason. You know, Latang isn't isn't a spring chicken, yet he logged like 50 minutes of ice time last night. Yeah, absurd. My God. So, like, yeah, all of those guys got to feel good. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, just, I think I just hate New York more than this. Boston, Carolina, another series of teams I hate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that anything. Well, I don't care what happens in that series. To be honest, yeah, I couldn't give it again. They can bomb. beat each other up for all I care. Wow. I I want to talk about Colorado. Well, we we'll go to the West. What's the last series? Toronto and uh, Toronto, Lightning. Yeah. I I I hate seeing Tampa win all the time, but I also hate Toronto. Again, hate Toronto fans. So <laughs> I do sort of want to get the. I I want to put to bed the whole trifecta three-peat thing just I, I i want toronto to win their first series in 29 and a half years or whatever the fuck it is and i want the lightning to just shut down the whole uh three-peat thing let's yeah. move on yeah they look like they look like let's move on for both of them for both hot. for everyone's sake let's just move on i want i want i want nothing but pain for leafs fans yeah, how many no. how many years has it been since they went and won a playoff series? Maybe twenty nine years isn't 19. right, but it's nineteen. Okay, two thousand exactly against the Ottawa Senators. They have not won post season canceling lockout. It's amazing. Uh, out west, boy, abs and abs and two. 
Like, yeah, it's not even. We were joking, fuck. talking last night. We were joking that if there was an aggregate score of, you know, 10, 10 plus goals differential, that they should just call off the fourth game entirely. But if there's a if there's 10 plus goals after two games, you just call it a slaughter rule and be done with it. Right. By the way, I, I got to thinking about that. Calling it a, a slaughter rule. Think about the term slaughter rule. Yeah. When we were in Little League being like, well, slaughter rule. Let's think about that for slaughter, slaughter rule. Mm-hmm. That's just a. I'm gonna say it over and over again until the word loses meaning. But <laughs> that's, we should probably come up with a better term than slaughter rule. That's well, a little graphic. So, fuck them kids. Yeah, Jordan, the kids need to know. Jordan said it best. Fuck them kids. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if the if the Avs win game two without allowing a goal. And they get to that plus oh. ten goal well, differential. They they, they, they lost. They, they they won seven to two. So they are they are oh, okay. Okay, goal. I thought that was a shutout. They they did allow two goals. It's, okay, they scored five in the first. I can understand where everyone just. It shut was it six off. nothing when I turned off the TV. Oh, so <laughs> that's great. Uh, I and by the way, I hate. I cannot stand Steve Levy. Uh, it yeah, sucks please, that the only get... coverage of hockey that I get now is ESPN. Yeah, fucking, can we get to ESPN? First off, the Canadian the, the Canadian game's feed, I figured out why it's delayed. So the audio, mm-hmm. at least from what we see, is about a second ahead mm-hmm. of the video. And what's happening is they're calling the game off of Sportsnet's feed, mm-hmm. and then re- they, the audio is less delayed than the video or whatever. I don't know how satellites work. I'm not a science guy. Um, but what's happening is, is that because of that delay, the audio is getting there faster. So a goal is scored and then you look up and then there's the goal actually going in the puck going into the net for the first yeah. time. And I noticed also, cause I was switching back both for whatever reason, I don't know if they don't know how blackout, right. how rights work, but both ESPN two and NBC sports, Washington were broadcasting the game last night in DC. I don't know how that happened. I thought one or the other was supposed to be blacked out, but both of them were broadcasting the game last night. So I was choosing to watch Beninati and Lachlan like I like I am wont to do. But it was the same every when you switch back and forth, same video feed, same timing, same everything, different commentators. That well, was I think, it. I think with the first round of the playoffs, the blackouts don't like the regionals still get it. So like tonight, Nesson and uh, Bally Sports uh South, I guess, which is Carolina's team, they're uh, they're broadcasting the game too. So the regionals are getting broadcasted in the first round. Okay, but at the same time, I just yeah. assume that ESPN would find something else to oh, no. put I on bet, the, I the bet network. You what they're doing is they're taking. No, this is like this is like heroin. The first taste is free, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they're so they're taking the feeds from one one of those and then going into that. I had a buddy, the, the guy, the same guy I was talking to about the Rangers game was was talking about how he was watching Rangers Penguins on ESPN. He's like, this camera angle's weird, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, man, you watch more games at MSG than I do. And he was watching it on MSG, right? The channel MSG. Right. And I'm like, I don't know. Does do, is the camera angle weird? He's like, yeah, this doesn't look right. It's too close to the ice. I'm like, yeah, ESPN, ESPN. If it's ESPN doing the camera work, this is the same problem that OLN had back in the day. ESPN isn't used to a game that moves this fast. ESPN doesn't broadcast any games that move this fast. No. Right? 
the best they can do is lacrosse on ESPN 12 or whatever they fucking broadcast that on. Like they broadcast baseball. They broadcast basketball. Doesn't move that fast. Football. You, as soon as the ball moves, you know where it's going to be. Mm-hmm. They don't. They're not used to doing camera work for something that moves as fast as hockey. And it was jarring last night trying to watch them broadcast the Rangers Penguins game because they were jolt. I mean, the camera was moving around too fast. They were trying to zoom in too far. It was the same problem that OLN had with their cameras, except ESPN had a whole year to figure it out and they still don't know what the fuck they're doing. No, God, no, because they, you thought they hired the best people and then alas, they didn't. Uh, TNT takes over on Thursday or on Friday, I think for games three and four. So it'd be interesting to see how that all works out. Um, that mean no more Messier. Ah, uh, thank God. You get Gretzky instead of Messier. Ah, that's a shame. Oh, good human wallpaper. You know what? <laughs> I, I'm I, I'll I'll defend Gretzky for the first time in my life. He's not that bad. He's not that bad on TNT, given given the other alternatives. Agreed. <laughs> I mean, he's better than Bissonette. So. Well, Bissonette is a bar buried in the floor. That's true. Bar stool buried in the floor. Baha wordplay. Anyway, folks. Uh, what are the other series? L.A. Edmonton. Mike Smith needs the goalie tether in a big way. Um, he should not be able to play out the puck. Uh, I said it earlier. M.A. Fleury is going to be the next punter for the Vikings with how big his rebounds are out there. Um, what was the other one? Yeah, Calgary. Calgary Dallas series is just going to be a slog. It's going to be like fucking packed. Is that the is that the furthest travel of any series? Uh, no, I think Colorado Nashville. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. It might be close. Uh, Tampa. How about Tampa, Toronto? Tampa, Toronto is probably pretty far. Pretty far, too. Either way, I don't think playoff hockey should be played south of a certain. Like once you're past May. Yeah. Right. Which we're into May now. Sure. Dallas. Both Florida teams. Just play your game somewhere further north. Please, yeah. or or get better ice. Last night's game in Florida was a sh- like that was terrible garbage. The art, the ice looked awful. It's not great. And that's not game great. one. Yeah. Just think about just think about tomorrow's game. <sighs> Luckily, the afternoon game is in D.C. So I don't know if that's any better though. I mean, Georgetown well, might have just played a basketball game. I know it's I know it's that. May. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just I'm just saying they have like a con they have like an Adele concert the night before. There's all sorts of shit that happens in DC all the time. Everything's happening everywhere. I don't fucking know. Yeah. They just had an indoor football game or some shit. The Wash the Washington Warthogs came back for a game. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta get the dog. I'll be back. All right. Uh so yeah, you can tell with uh with John not here. Mark's really stepping up. Mark's being the real Patanza. I hope, I hope Sean Leahy can notice that. Notice that there are two of them. That that and that that Mark Patanzo is actually really good at what he does. Mark is good at his. Uh, why are you sending me here? Why are you sending me here, motherfucker? I just want to schedule the goddamn. I just want to schedule the fucking Cap One Arena. It's not potentially dangerous, you motherfuckers. It's a goddamn arena. I fucking hate you. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to Lyle Richardson. He's here. Hello. Hey. <laughs> Hi, Jen. Hey. How you doing? I'm all right. Yeah. 
congrats on the new gig. It's not official yet. Oh, okay. It's not officially official. Okay. Well, well, congrats. Uh, fingers crossed. Yeah, there we go. There we go. <laughs> All set for you. Yeah. I have to um I have to pass a background check, which should be okay. And mm. then I sign like an official contract. Mm-hmm. And that's when it's official. Cool. Oh, you got you got this. Background check, easy peasy. Well, you say that. Well, except for that time <laughs> she spent the Communist Party, but you know. <laughs> to be fair, she uh, to be fair is kind of that way. Hey, Mark, the uh, it's good stuff doesn't happen until after Game Four. Journey is in town uh, the next night. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and then and then uh, Ricardo Aloha Blanco and Negro tour. Um. <laughs> Is that uh, Journey with uh, Steve Perry as the front man or, or somebody else? Uh, it doesn't say here. It just says Journey Freedom Tour. Special guest Toto also. <laughs> wow. <geez>. Wow. <laughs> That's a certain demographic. Yeah, mine. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, uh, Game 6, the day after the Ricardo Arioja Blanco e Negro Tour. Wow, you make so, that sound almost sensual. Right, exactly. <laughs> but the time for talk is over. Yes. Now it's time for the main event. Ding, ding. Lyle, Orb, Donkey, Cookie. <laughs> it's all going down, ladies and gentlemen. The donkey is not here. Oh, but where the is donkey, the donkey tonight, anyway? Uh, he's at wrestling. He's at AEW. <laughs> oh, it's not right. fair to talk about John like that. <laughs> A donkey. Um, okay. So he is watching wrestling. I don't blame him. And but we have the donkey's picks. Ah, donkey. Uh, the oh, donkey. Shit, I gotta download an eight ball. <laughs> Wait, they I don't think app. that's legal. the app, not the actual cocaine. <laughs> I don't think that's legal. It, it it would be great if you could just download that. Like, you oh. know. Oh, you should be able to get that from Amazon. Kids these days downloading pizzas and guns. Download a car. Three D self, three D self. You're able. Oh, I don't fucking know. I don't. Words are happening. All right. So we have donkeys categories. Mark, tell me when you're ready. Uh, we'll, we'll so talk. are we all prepped? It'll, if you if you let Lyle talk about why he's picking his first pick, I'll be ready. All right. Perfect. Good. Lyle, okay. we're gonna start off with Florida and our Washington Capitals. Florida and your Washington Capitals. Okay. Uh, you guys aren't gonna like me for this, but I gotta go Florida. Hey, there it is. That's what we need. We need dang, the wild jinxing effect. Yes. We need that going. Any particular reason <laughs> aside from the fact that they are all really, really good? Uh, no, just really, really good. You know. Even spotting them a game, huh? <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. absolutely. <clears throat> so, um, Orb. Orb. My reply is no. Uh, well, you jumped the gun. I didn't ask the question yet. Will the Florida Panthers beat the Washington Capitals? Reply hazy. Try again. Oh, for God's God sake. damn it. Here we go. So yeah, yeah, the orb. It always starts ball. this way. Yes. There you go. Hey. Orb picks Panthers. There you yeah. go. Uh, Donkey was happy. He picked the Panthers. And Fortune Cookie says, stop thinking about the road not taken and pave over the one you did. That, that sounds, sounds like Capitals to me. What? 
about the road the road not taken what is the road not taken for me screams panthers playoff win yeah. they haven't won in a very long time that's True. they didn't well, take yeah. that road in and a the very road long not time. taking a free agency but then again the road the road not taking coming back from a one nothing uh or, or maintaining a one nothing series lead over a team you've never faced <laughs> in the playoffs before also it's a reach okay somewhere it. the caps have never been before yeah <laughs> Jen, again it is by the way there's something we didn't mention it is extremely refreshing as a Caps fan to have Bob Rosky play Bob Rosky Bob Rosky play the game that he played, which normally the Caps, by all accounts, dominated, if not all of the game, at at a minimum most of the game. They shut the they shut down Florida's offense very and, well and bob rovsky kept them in the game he did and to persevere and beat a goalie who has played probably his best his best hockey that he's played all year is usually where the caps wilt mm-hmm. and and get inside their own minds and then they're done yeah mm-hmm. see montreal canadians and yaroslav halak yeah <laughs> totally. and they persevered and and bob Played probably one of the best games he's going to play all series, and the Caps still won. And by the way, Vanacek did not look great. No, look great. no, not at all. And they still won. That's yeah, so that, like, that's that's why I'm worried about the Caps over the long haul in this. Oh yeah, series. no, everyone is. Lyle, yeah. it's fucking, yeah. that's for long haul, like the next five years. <laughs> um, Jen, what do you decipher of that fortune cookie? Do you stop thinking about the road not taking a pave over the one you did. Mm, that sounds like the Panthers win to me. All right, we got we got all the Panthers. I think we'll go with that. Yep. Oh, Panthers! Panthers sweeping this. One. Uh, look, 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 I was I was trying to throw something in there for your caps. I was trying. Fine, yeah. We <laughs> we we are not expecting a damn thing. Okay, that's right, and that's the way we like it. Yep, it's the way we like. It. No expectations. It's my dating life. It just personified <laughs> in. Hockey. She's right here. I, she knows. <laughs> She's been around for ten years. It's fine. <laughs> she gets it. Hey, how about the Rangers and the Penguins? First game, three OT, baby. Ready to go, ready oh, to rock. Man. Who's gonna take this one there, Lyle? Ah, uh, well, well, well. Uh, there's a question you're asking me. Ah, uh, Rangers. <laughs> All right. Penguins are Penguins are old. Though I'll I'll tell you though, I gotta give them credit. They played really well last night, especially mm-hmm. Crosby and uh, Gensel. Yes. Gensel had a hell of a second. Yeah, two goals. Jesus. Though, though, can I say when he scores, and I'm I'm not being a misogynist when I say this, he sounds like a little girl. Yeah! <laughs> All right, Lyle, that's we can't. <laughs> too far, Lyle. Lyle, we can accept racism on the show, but not sex. <laughs> oh, 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 dude, no, no, no. No, no. Right, of, 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 the, of those two we'll evils, both, of both of them are we'll evil, I would, I would rather be a misogynist right, right. than Either a Either all or nothing. I'm all about inclusion. Let's have everything. Yes. <laughs> okay. all, all the isms. Yeah. Um, Donkey picked the Rangers as well. It was happy. Uh, okay. Mark? Orb? Eight ball. Orb. I'm sorry. Orb. Nondescript. Orb. We can't use branding here. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Will the Rangers beat the Penguins? Will the Rangers beat the Penguins? Yes. There we go. <laughs> kind of jumping the gun, isn't it? I know. Yeah, I, I keep shaking it too fast. I guess it, she's she's going prematurely. Hey, oh. Uh, and the fortune cookie says, when you expect your opponent to yield, you should also avoid hurting him. Hmm. Guys, how are we going to chew on that one? Are we going to decipher that? <laughs> one of the old guys is going to get broken. 
but you should avoid hurting him. Maybe they think, maybe the Rangers think that the Penguins are frail and they're going to avoid checking them, breaking ah, them free. There it is. Or Elabu. There it is. All right, Penguins it is. Okay. <laughs> Cookie has never let us down except all the time. Carolina and Boston. Uh, I think we know the way this is going. Boston needs a goaltender, Lyle. Oh, and boy. I say that uh, as meme like as possible. <laughs> Boston needs a goaltender. Uh, yeah, uh, going going Canes on this one. Oh, heads Carolina on that one. Orb mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> Bruins are higher or or Canes are higher? Canes are higher. All right. Will the Hurricanes beat the Bruins? Better not tell you now. Why? We're doing a show. Or- yeah. <laughs> now is the best time. It is certain. All there right. you go. There we go. Donkey heads Carolina as well. Wow. Um, We're all on the same page so far. Fortune cookie has. All right. This is fucking racist. Like you can't like you can't. That's fucking, <laughs> that's fucking bad. Like, come on. That's not. Come that's on. Not, no, that's not good. Uh, Sebastian. No, no, it, it should say you like Chinese American food. Exactly. See, that right, sounds closer. like. Well, forget it. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not going to go there. We already no. said the isms aren't, aren't okay. Yeah, no. uh, determination is the wake-up call to the human will. <laughs> that sounds like Boston to me. That sounds like Boston. Yeah. Boston strong. Boston, Boston strong. I ain't not going to beat it two games in a row, you fucking Carolina pricks. I don't know what accent that was either. Guys. That sounded almost like Goodfellas, Brooklynese. Um, all right, let's go... Uh, Tampa, Toronto, Toronto up. Lyle, that was a um. I, I'm taking Toronto because they got to win a friggin' series sometime. No. Why not now? Fuck. <clears throat> That's what I say. Fuck them. They don't need to win a series <laughs> anyway. Orb, what do you got? Orb. <laughs> Lightning over Toronto? Yes. Uh, no. Other way. Toronto. Okay. Will the Toronto Maple Leafs beat the Lightning? Concentrate and ask again. Jesus, Mark. It's not me. It's the freaking orb. Don't count Ooh, on it. going lightning. Oh, there we go. Our first diversion. Finally. Donkey was sad, so he's picking Tampa Bay. There you go. And the cookie, you're always welcome at any gathering. I don't <laughs> think Leafs fans are welcome at many gatherings. No, there you go. So, Tampa. <clears throat> Lyle, the only outlier in that series. My goodness. Wow. Look at you go. You're hungry. All right, let's start in uh, <laughs> start in Colorado in the Western Conference. And, Lyle, how are the Predators going to make it to game four when they don't want to play wow. first game? Wow, that was that was a slaughter last night. That was – I felt – I rarely feel sympathy for teams, especially in the first game of, of a playoff series, but I felt sorry for the Preds. Oh, my God. So, abs all the way, baby. That was all the way. Donkey is with you on that one. It was happy. It said Avalanche. Orb? Orb, will the Avalanche beat the Predators? Don't get this wrong. Ask again later. Oh, my God. <sighs> so indecisive. It is decidedly so. There you go. Yeah, Thank no. You. Yeah, decidedly so after you made us wait for the answer. Yeah, you. I know, right? Yeah. Say it, Lyle. Say it. Hey, Fortune Cookie says two small jumps are sometimes better than one big leap. 
Um, that sounds predators to me. Does yeah. Exactly. Look, no one's <clears throat> fortune cookie was good. It said I like Chinese food as one. That was fucking bad. Uh, Calgary and Dallas. Calgary uh, playing all, getting that one goal on the power play early, and then just sterile Sutter hockey all the way through. Mm. But uh, well, you know, but give it up to uh, Jake Ottinger there of the uh, the Stars. He made some some pretty big saves. Looked pretty good in his first ever NHL playoff game. True, like the kid. Uh, but unfortunately, it's going to be Flames. Sorry, Stars. Going to be Flames. Flame on, Johnny. And uh, well, Johnny's not here. But uh, the <laughs> document Johnny Goudreau, mm-hmm. the Fantastic Four, Johnny. Oh no, Johnny Goudreau. Johnny Storm. Oh, Johnny Goudreau of the Flames. Yeah, Fantastic Four. Yeah, Johnny Goudreau of the Flames. <laughs> He's not. You're of... ruining my bit, Mark. Get out of town. No, I'm trying to tie it into Marvel. They're like, you I know, the best Marvel. these Go days. <laughs> Johnny Storm. Uh, Donkey's saying hot, hot, hot. Calgary is on that one. Or will Calgary beat Dallas? <clears throat> Don't fuck this up. Most likely. Thank you for getting it oh, right the first time. That means Calgary. seven series there. Most likely, yeah. Um, the uh, fortune cookie says, "Bend the rod while it's still hot." Hello. Oh, there you that's go. Definitely that's definitely flames, all over of course, yeah. but that's a little graphic for my yeah. taste. Wow. Yeah. Fortune cookie getting a little, uh, yeah, raunchy. Mm. Hey, uh, Minnesota, St. Louis, Mark Andre Fleury kicking out rebounds like it's going out of style. <laughs> Being the best assist man on the Blues, uh, Lyle, what you got? Uh, well, I'm going to take the Blues in seven on that one. They got their offense is really, really potent. Yeah. They had nine 20 goal scores th- this season. The record is 11. That's what the and, Boston and, Bruins. And quietly. Yes. That's and, the thing. Everybody was kind of oh, all wrapped up with, oh, Tarasenko, look at him bouncing back. And, you know, and, and understandably raving about, you know, their young stars like Jordan Cairo and, and Robert Thomas. But it's like uh, guys that book Navich and O'Reilly and, and Braden Shan. And, and it's like, yeah, nine 20 goal scores. So it's like, yeah, don't don't sleep on them for, as a cup contender. Donkey with you on that one. St. Louis getting up on that one. He's uh, Donkey's a big fan of Billy Huso. There you go. Wouldn't be. Another oh. one who looked good in his first ever playoff very, game. Though. Very, very solid. Tested the pipes. Yep. What does Orb have to say? Which series is this? Minnesota up on St. Louis. Minnesota, St. Louis are the wild, wild. As I see it, yes. There oh. you go. Now they're starting to come around with Orb. Good. Uh, Glad, glad the caffeine kicked in. Fortune Cookie says, adjust finance, make budgets to improve your standing. Oh, that sounds wild because they're that facing a cat crunch after this season. This, the money. Yeah, that's that's the wild. Billy Garen's like, I need this now. Yes. Uh, finally, end out the first round. The Oilers, the Kings. Lyle. I'm, King. I'm still taking the Oilers. Yeah. Yeah, even though uh, uh, that first game was a little. Uh, <laughs> Neither of those goaltenders can play a puck. Oh, my jeez. Mike Smith, what in the name of God were you thinking? Throwing that up the middle like you were Patrice Griswold. Hockey never to do that. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was surprising <laughs> when I saw that. I, I was just like, oh, OK. Now, he made a hell of an acrobatic save. 
sure. right after that. But then, oh, that unfortunate rebound. Uh, if you're scoring at home or even if you're alone, the Oilers are money line minus 217 or 210 tonight. So <laughs> is that good or bad? I don't that's, know. Uh, if you bet a dollar, you'll get like 48 cents back. I think that's all the math. <laughs> I don't think that's right. 30, no, 30, 39 cents. So that's so that's not good then is what you're so saying. So they're the favorites. They're the favorites by a long shot. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know. I don't gamble. So yeah. neither. neither. Oh. It's everywhere here now. Oh, frig, it's everywhere up here, too. Friggin', I've got friggin' uh, Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad, friggin', you know, huckstering uh, bet365. we got Wayne Gretzky's trying to get me to bet. I'm like, jeez, sure. leave me alone. Yeah, we have Drew Brees trying to get me to bet. I got J.B. Smoove trying <laughs> to get me to bet. J.B. Smoove will just make me anxious to bet. <laughs> um, Donkey loves L.A. They love it. They love L.A. Uh, Rico Palazzo. And that's what we <laughs> All right. Will LA be, be beat by whoever? Very doubtful. Okay, so they're oh, going LA go. too. Yeah. It didn't matter who the other team was. I forget. Ed- Edmonton. So, wow, Edmonton getting no love? No love. Well, uh, I said the Oilers are going to win the series. True. but the, the cookie says before the beginning of Great Brilliance, there must be chaos. Okay, oh, that's... that's... <laughs> what was that, Jed? Oh, that's the Oilers' ridiculousness. Yeah. yeah. I would say Edmonton on that. Yeah. We've done it. Lyle versus an Admin object. Uh, <laughs> off to a hot fire start. Absolutely. This um, bit never gets tired. No, not at Seriously, all. Seriously, it never gets tired. I enjoy this. I, really, Lyle, I honestly do. Lyle, we got some coaching situations going on. Boy, howdy. Uh, Vancouver not committing to Bruce Boudreaux, which is interesting. Yeah. That that one I'm I'm of I'm of two minds on it like because uh, on on Monday Boudreaux was asked blah 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 I was gonna come back and he and he said I've I've already talked to to management you know I've let them know I'd love to come back you know uh, we hope to have some good talks I think we'll get things worked out so it all sounds good and then Jim Rutherford comes out and and says uh, we're not signing him to an extension we want him on to come back next season on his current deal which is has a not which is the option year um so that means either that could mean that that either you know Boudreaux has already discussed this obviously with uh, Rutherford and and GM Patrick Alvin and they've all agreed okay yeah we'll come back next year you do a full season on your option year and then we'll take it from there or this was something Boudreaux didn't expect, and he could opt out by June first, and he could either go to Philadelphia or Vegas to go coach, where he guaranteed he'll get at least he'll probably get three year deals out of either one of those cities. Because uh, boy, do they ever need new coaching? You think? Mm, I saw Peter DeBeer basically practically publicly uh, begging to come back. <laughs> you know, he's got one year left on his contract. He's meeting with uh, with their management. You know, I believe it's next week. Boy, that's not good when they make you wait, wait a week. We just need a week, you know, to let let the dust settle. Everybody take a breath. And you're the one sitting there going, but my job in a week, in a week. Go, go, go relax by the pool. Have a pina colada. We'll, we'll talk. But, but a week. Go by the pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. There we go. Uh, the, uh... But get, just get back to Boudreaux, though, real quick on that, though. I almost got the sense as well from what Rutherford was saying, and I'm maybe I'm wrong with this, but 
it almost seems like he's kind of setting the table to bring his own guy in because Boudreaux was hired before Rutherford was hired. There was like about four days apart, I believe. And so Rutherford inherited Boudreaux. Now, Boudreaux did a good job. He really did. You know, I mean, they 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 won something like what? They were 32, 32, 15 and 10 under Boudreaux when he took over. Uh, if it hadn't been for their horrible start, like they were on, a, I believe somebody said they were on a 106 point pace under Boudreaux had he gone, been able to be there the entire year. So they would have made the playoffs. Um but it just seems that by making that comment that he did with Rutherford, it almost sounds like, yeah, he kind of set the table to bring his own guy in. But we'll see. Hey, Boudreaux could, you know, go on the, the media tomorrow and go, nope, I already talked about this with them. And, yeah, I'm going to come back on the option year. So we'll see how it goes. There you go. What's the furthest that Boudreaux has gone into the playoffs with any team? <clears throat> Second round. Second round? Yeah. That's the that's the furthest he's ever gone. There's something to be said for that. The fact that he is, what, top 10? All time and wins mm-hmm. or something like that in the NHL, but yeah. he has never been beyond the second round. Just kind of snake bit. It, it's weird, eh? But I mean, it, after what he did with with the, uh, the the Canucks, I mean, his stock is sky high right now. You know, because after he got let go by the Wild three years ago, it was almost like everybody kind of forgot about him, and it was almost like, you know. He was kind of, okay, he's had his time and now he's done. You're going to start seeing him do a lot more television work rather than uh, actual coaching work in the NHL again. That's what it seemed like he was headed. Look, you I'll know. tell you what, I saw him on TV. He needs to stick to coaching. He's not <laughs> He's not great. He's not a great no, TV talking head. But people think he's a really good personality because he's so animated, but there you are. Yeah. So, but, I mean, okay, so Boudreaux clearly has a great hockey mind. Yes, he's clearly good. He's mm-hmm. good. And, and we've said I've said this. We've talked about this. Mm-hmm. I think he's great at taking a, a bunch of individually talented players and making them a team. Yeah. What he isn't good at is taking a bunch of. Very good players that are already a team and taking them to the next level. But, you know, that was the same thing was said about Barry Trotz. For years and years and years, Barry Trotz, Barry Trotz was where Bruce Boudreaux was once upon a time, though not with a bunch of different teams. But he had the same problem all those years with the Predators. You know, he, he mm-hmm. they couldn't get past the second round for love or money. And for the longest time, they couldn't win a playoff round, you know. Um, and then he finally had his breakthrough with the Capitals. He goes to the Islanders. They go to the to the conference final twice, you know. So nobody's saying that Barry Trotz can't win in the playoffs anymore. And I think with, with Boudreaux, I think it's just a matter of time. You know, I don't think that it's that it's necessarily a, a, anything to do with his coaching uh, in the playoffs. I just think it's just, just a case of bad luck, if you want to call it that, you know? Yeah, you know? I can accept that. All right. Well, good. I'm glad you accept it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 knowing... Or watching Boudreaux for as many years as I did as a Caps fan. It just doesn't seem like there's a certain level of respect, Mm -hmm. right? And Boudreaux doesn't seem to glean the amount of respect from the players, from the veterans. Maybe now he's been around for a while. He's a well-respected coach. But back then, Ovechkin didn't seem to want to give him the... And and I wasn't in the locker room. What the fuck do I know, right? But like... It didn't seem to know. It didn't seem like they wanted to play the style of hockey that he wanted, mm-hmm. that Boudreaux wanted to play. They were just doing what they wanted to do. The young guns were out there doing what they wanted to do. Mike Green was out there 
not playing defense. Yeah. <laughs> the way yeah, that he yeah. didn't want to play defense, right? <laughs> so I don't know. I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like Boudreaux has a... He didn't you know. back then. I think you made a good point, Mark, about being about back then because yeah, he was still a relatively new NHL coach. The Capitals, I mean, they were back then young, exciting team on the rise, but like you said, they still kind of preferred doing things their way. Fast you know? and loose. Indiv- 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 exactly. And you know, I, I I just think now, like you said, Boudreaux has so much experience and he's garnered so much respect because he has been a winner everywhere he's gone. You know, as he said, it wasn't his fault that they did that. The Canucks didn't make the playoffs this year. He took over. He took over a team that was in last place. OK, in in the Pacific Division. And they were sinking like a they were maybe they were sinking like a sunset. Mm-hmm. And when he took over that, that turnaround, 32, 15 and 10 ain't nothing. Yeah. That's yeah. Impressive. that's first place if you start the season that way. Exactly. As I said, that's a 106 point pace over a prorated over a full 82 game season. They would have made the playoff. They were a playoff team. It's just unfortunately they had that shitty two months, you know, under Travis Green. And that that's what killed their season. So, yeah. Uh, did we course correct that Boudreaux actually did make it to a conference final? Oh, he did. Did he, did he with the Ducks? I, I thought so. I thought he got there once. Okay. Got to, game, got to a game seven in the conference final. Yes, oh, that's right, right. My bad. My bad, Bruce. I know you're listening. Oh, yeah. No, my bad, too. <laughs> I, I thought uh, no, I thought that he did, but I, he's got some free time now. So. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. But, um, oh, I t- but I'll tell you, if the, if the Canucks it let him walk away, if he walks away, I'm telling you, like, Chuck Fletcher would welcome him with open arms because Fletcher had hired him with the Wild. Yep. Okay, so he'd bring him back in a heartbeat. And if if and listen, Bill Foley, if he wants change, you know, of the with out of the Golden Knights, if he wants to see some changes there, well, goodbye, you know, Pete DeBoer and hello, Bruce Boudreaux, you know, because they're addicted to each each new shiny flavor that becomes available. Oh, sure, absolutely. Yeah, you know, that's that's uh, the way they roll in Vegas. Yeah, Mike Yo out in Philly. <laughs> yep. Good luck. No surprise there. Nope. He's everybody there. knew everybody knew he was a placeholder to get to the end of the season. Exactly. Jen, Jen hates him. So do you hate him, Jen? <laughs> I, you know, I'm not a fan. Um, I've watched him go through the wild and the yeah. blues and now Philly. And I'm just not impressed. There is nothing there to be impressed by. I don't know why he keeps getting hired even as an interim coach. It's like, yeah, yeah. That 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 video clip. I just remember the video clip when he was back coaching the Wild of practice when he just lost it and started like throwing sticks and shooting sticks and yelling and screaming and it's just and the players are all just standing around looking at him just more dumbfounded rather than you know scared or whatever. Right? I was just like, yeah, this guy's not an NHL coach. <laughs> no, there's uh, there's just nothing about him. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Blaschel not going to get re-signed. Um, That's not a surprise. Yeah, not really surprised. Any of that next yeah. step. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, most of the, the, the Red Wings' inability to make the playoffs during most of his tenure was not his fault because they were tearing down the roster. They were doing the big rebuild. So he was doing the best he could. But this year, like, they were expected to take the next step. They were actually expected going into this season to at least be a wild card contender. 
Like that's what they people were looking at. People were saying, yeah, with that talent, the improvement, the things they'd done. And the first half of the season, what going into when we came into the new year here, they were in holding a wild card spot. They were ahead of the Bruins in the Eastern Conference for the final wild card spot. And then they started to kind of wobble a bit. And by the time you hit mid-February, the wheels just came off and they just crashed and burned. They they were just terrible. And it's like, yeah, that's sorry. That that's on your coach. You know, that's on the coach. So uh hey, maybe uh Boudreau goes there. I don't know if he'd be an Iserman guy though. What do you think? No. no. So no. I think Iserman would try to take over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I just can't, buddy. I, step out of the way. Yeah, I think Iserman likes his coaches to kind of like more in the Scotty Bowman mode. Could you imagine be. if he tried to take Boudreaux's waitress? Uh, that would be like the Oh, jeez. Oh, geez. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we yeah. know how much Boudreaux loves his chicken wings. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. Hey. <laughs> Uh, that's an NH. That's a twenty-four-seven reference from ten years ago, by the way. Yeah, yeah sure is. Buddy. Nobody remembers that, but us or me. <laughs> no one remembers that series. Now it's on YouTube. Uh, um, Mark Recchi and Elaine Nasruddin out in Jersey. Wonder what Cam Ruff has to deal with this now. Uh, well, again, no, no surprise there either. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised though that Ruff didn't didn't get the boot too because yeah. you really do kind of get. I kind of get the sense from him that he he's a coach that it just looks like the game has passed him by. You know what I mean? I just I didn't see anything out of the Devils this year that showed me they were improving, and they should be improving. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, yeah, they had, I understand they had the injuries to their goaltenders. That's a legitimate, you know, legitimate excuse for that. But man, oh man, oh man, with, when you've got like Jack Hughes and Nico Heeshire and you, and you brought in, you know, Dougie Hamilton and, you Subban. know, you, you know, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, Subban there too. He's not what he used to be, but yeah, but know, he, he should, still had he should be a, still yeah. a quality top four defenseman. Yeah. And and you got you know uh, Dawson Mercer, who's another promising young kid that they've they got. And Jesper Broad had a hell of a year. He did. He really did. Like he he really stepped. He's he's what twenty three. He's yeah. another one of those guys that's been around like for five or six years. And you you go wait, he's only twenty three, and he just had a hell of a year. And with that talent, they they're still in they're still in line to to get the win the top pick in a draft lottery. They still got decent odds to win to win that pick. So it's like why have they not announced that Lindy Ruff is gone? Because as I said, I watched some of their games and they just they do. He, they, they, he, he looks like a coach that the game has passed by. They need to get somebody else in there. Hello, Bruce Boudreau. Why don't you go to I bet you he could turn things around there. Yeah, that's exactly New Jersey is exactly the team. Yep. That Bruce Boudreau would make into a hundred point team. Yep. Because like you said, Mark, and you're absolutely right, is every team he goes to, he can take a team of talented individuals and mold them into a team. You know, he's done it four or five times already. The track record is there to prove it. So, Yeah. yeah, you know. I think he'd be fantastic. I think he'd be, yeah, if, if the Canucks let him walk, yeah, yeah, New Jersey should be the spot to go. But so far, it seems like they want to stick with Lindy Ruff for reasons known only to Tom Fitzgerald. So, mm-hmm. and we've, so this is one, and you just reminded me last week we talked about all the milestones of being a fan, right? When you outgrow, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the players get, get younger than you, the coaches get younger than you. I forgot to mention the one milestone 
you brought up Mark Recchi, right? We're talking about Steve Eiserman as a GM. I, I miss the milestone of all of the superstars that you grow up admiring now yeah. being front office personnel. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I know that that, I mean, mm-hmm. some of the best players make the best coaches, not often Wayne Gretzky, for instance, mm-hmm. but like it's, it's wild <clears throat> hearing like Andrew Burnett. Yeah. Like, we talk mm-hmm. Andrew Burnett is like a running joke on the show. And granted, like I know the, the joke here is that I don't pay much attention, but honestly, I didn't realize that he was the coach of the Panthers. <laughs> I gotta I gotta be I gotta admit, it's like I don't watch any Panthers games. Well, no, I'm not paying that close of attention no. to the No, that's shit. fair. If you if like, you're not a Panthers fan, you wouldn't know that. Like I but, I knew it because because yeah, I I cover the game for a living. So yeah, if I don't know who the Panthers coach is, right. then I shouldn't have a job. <laughs> but yeah, if you're a casual fan or you're a fan of just one particular team, yeah, why would you know that? And then you go, yeah. wait a minute, Jesus, it, I, like I remember scoring that. I remember him I scoring that, that, guy. that overtime goal against Patrick Wow when he was with the Wild. What the hell? Are you sure it's not Andrew Castles? No, it's not. Andrew he played Castles. for the Whalers. No, wrong. Yeah, no. Yeah. He scored the first goal for the Predators off of his ass. If I remember correctly. <laughs> That's so Andrew Burnett. <laughs> That's our Andrew Burnett. <laughs> That's so Burnett. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's just one of these milestones that like yeah. now all of the coaches are players that I grew up watching. It's just a, one of the one more hurdle that's like, yep, oh, I know yeah. I'm getting older now. One more oh, foot yeah, in the grave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Lyle Mark Shifley uh, putting his foot in his mouth. Wow, boy, that that love affair ended quick. He 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 didn't just blow up that bridge. He he then turned around and and found another bridge and blew that up just to be on the safe side. Like, and, and points to Paul Stastny who was sitting next to him. Did go this motherfucker? Yeah, I swear to God, pompous oh. ass. Can't oh, deal. Oh man, yeah, like there's, but that's just indicative of the problems that are with the Jets. I mean. This this is a t- like the culture in that dressing room right now is toxic. It really is because you got guys like, you know, team guys like Paul Stastny sitting there talking about a lack of accountability. He's saying it out loud with one of the players sitting next to him who's responsible for that lack of accountability. Because with Mark Shifley, listening to that friggin' little spiel that he did about, well, he had to look at, you know, I need to think of my career. I need to think of that. All I could think of was the George Harrison song. I, me, mine. Cause it was all I, me, mine. There's nothing about the team or nothing like that. Other than, well, I'm going to meet with, uh, with uh, Kevin Shovel day off uh, because I want to know the direction the team's going in. Cause I got to think of my career. I got to think of this. I got to think of that. And man, that went down like a lead balloon in Winnipeg. I mean, Jets fans want him gone. Mm. And that's a hell of a shift from just two years ago where they loved this guy. It was like, yes, okay, defensively, his defensive play ain't the best, but listen, they had him on the team to score goals. He was their he's their best center, blah, blah, blah. They love the guy, love the guy, love the guy. For me, honest to God, like Shifley's whole personality just seemed to change when he took that stupid charging penalty uh, against Montreal, against Jake Evans in Montreal in the first game of that second round series for no reason too. I mean, it, the game's over. The guy's just scoring an empty net goal. Who gives a shit? You've lost. What are you trying to do? Send a message? Yeah, the message is you're an idiot. 
because you got suspended for the rest of that series, which which wound up helping to cost your team that series. Uh, like, and since then, it, it just he just seems indifferent. You know, he just seems like he doesn't get. It almost seems now like he's just riding out the remaining two years of his contract. Yep. You know. And he's gonna say, "Well, I'm gonna go and talk to to Chevy and and find out what the direction of the team's gonna be, and blah blah blah." And just, yeah, not a good thing. But he's not the only one. I mean, he's not the only one in that room. There, there's issues there. I mean, that's why Paul Maurice stepped down back in December when he said, "I think this team needs a new voice behind the bench." Yeah, because the players weren't listening to you, and it's pretty obvious they weren't listening to Dave Lowry. They, you know, his replacement. So. I think they're going to need to bring in a, a, a well-respected coach who's going to listen to them. Hey, Bruce Boudreaux again. My God, Bruce can go anywhere. <laughs> right. But because the Jets have too much friggin' talent to be missing the playoffs, especially the way they did. I'm, you know, it just, yeah, it, it's not a good situation there at all. And honestly, it would not surprise me if Shifley ends up getting traded this summer. I mean, the rumors started about him being, you know, a trade candidate uh, in the weeks leading up to the trade deadline. Nobody was saying he was going to be moved at the trade deadline, but the talk was definitely about the way he's playing. They'll probably, he could get traded this summer. Well, after that press conference, everybody in Winnipeg is expecting him to be traded. I think people are going to be really surprised if he's not. Indeed. What kind Uh, of return do you think they'd be able to get for somebody who is openly looking, you know, openly unhappy Oh, where he is. They won't have any problem getting a solid return for him because, you know, he's very talented. It's like, okay, yes, his defensive game's not the best, but for teams that need scoring, they won't care. They won't care. So if Shevel Dayoff asks for a first round pick as part of the return, he'll get it. If he asks for a top prospect and part of the return, he'll get it. If he wants a, a first, a top prospect and a young, a promising young NHL ready player, he'll get it because it's Mark Shifley. And there are teams that will happily pay it. Even though he's, you know, because, hey, two years left on his contract, if you're a playoff club looking for more scoring punch and you've got the cap space to take on that 6.125 million cap hit for the next two years, you'll happily pay that if you're trying to win now. So, oh, yeah, they won't have any problem getting a good return for him. So so I, I'd like to, before we, I know you, you want to move on to something else, Scotty, but I have one more question. When is the best time? For a GM to shop, is it at the draft? Is it at the trade deadline, or is it during free agency? Somewhere in between, leading up to the draft, definitely into the draft weekend. That's the best time. That's when the biggest moves get made. Because I, I keep having this, I keep having people uh, who argue with me say, "No, no, no, the trade deadline's a big time to shop." No, the trade deadline is the best time to shop if you are a playoff team looking to load up and you're willing to shed assets like for like draft picks and prospects because you're trying to win now your windows right now okay if you're a rebuilding team yeah you okay they're waving the white flag on the season all you're doing is you're dealing away talent for futures and crossing your fingers and hoping they pan out okay free agency it's too late if you don't have the money to to invest and if you're if you can't sell uh, you know, the top uh, free agents into coming to your city and playing for your team. I mean, you're screwed. 
you know, and you got to get them signed within those first four hours of free agency, those first four to six hours or forget about it. It's mm -hmm. it's it's done. And by that point, forget about trying to go back into the trade market, because by then most teams are capped out. OK, including probably yourself. Mm -hmm. So the time to do it is definitely that that two weeks leading up into the, the draft. That's always the best time if you're looking to make an impact trade and not just, oh, I'm trading this guy away for draft picks and prospects. No, an actual hockey trade, you know, where you're getting, you're shopping, a, a shipping out a quality player and getting back a quality player, at least, you know, one or two decent young players who can become quality players. That's awesome. Good work. Yeah. Uh, well, something near and dear to your heart, the NBA <clears throat> searching for a new leader. When are you throwing your hat in the ring? And when <laughs> you... Oh, I'll leave that to Alan Walsh. She's got all the answers. Just uh, ask him. He'll tell you. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, not surprising, though. Um, listen, I, I see a lot of some of the criticism towards Donald Fear from some in the media. And, and listen, some of it's justified. I certainly think the way the whole Kyle Beach thing went down yeah, he didn't exactly uh, like, OK, it wasn't Chicago Blackhawks management bad, but bad enough. OK, there just seemed to be too much of an attempt to make plausible deniability here that just wasn't passing the sniff test. But for the most part, when I see this stuff of, oh, Donald Fear, oh, he lost to Gary Bettman, didn't get anything for the players. I'm like, are, did you see the same two CBA negotiations I saw? Because the players actually didn't come out of it that badly. Okay. Mm -hmm. It could have been a lot worse. Ask them what happened when they, in that season killing lockout, when Bob Goodenow was their boss. And then through no fault of Goodenow's, he got stabbed in the back by Trevor Linden and the other PA players and the executive. And that's why they wound up with a salary cap, something they said they'd never accept. But Donald Fear actually didn't do a bad job at all um, in terms of, you know, getting decent. Uh, like I said, decent deals uh, out of Gary Bettman. Um, but yeah, the guy's 72. Um, the next round of CBA talks are going to be in, in about, yeah, 2026. So we're four years out from that. You're going to want to have a bit of young blood in there already, um, you know, who can go in there and uh, maybe do a little bit better than what Donald Fear did. You don't want somebody in there who's, you know, no offense, not trying to be ageist, but, you know, 76 uh, seems to be a little bit older to be uh, in there doing those kind of deals. Um, and if you want to get, if you want to change it up, it's best to do it now. So the new guy has the time to get the lay of the land and start, you know, making a game plan. The one thing though, I think would be a giant mistake. Don't go and bring in somebody militant. Don't do that because all that's going to do, because Gary Bettman would love that. Gary mm -hmm. Bettman loves that sort of thing because he'll just kick back and say, hey, we had that once with Bob Gooden now, and I crushed him because all I had to do, because I convinced the owners to just wait you out, and they'll do the same thing this time too. So, you know, I know there's going to be guys like Alan Walsh who are going to want somebody who's going to want to get in there and fight like hell. It's like, don't fight like hell with Gary Bettman. You know, you have to negotiate whether you like it or not. You have to negotiate. And I'm a PA guy, okay? I've I've long supported the NHLPA. I know the whole history of it, you know? And I've always been, you know, for the most part on the player side. But seriously, don't don't be militant. Get somebody who's who's like fear, but a younger version and maybe a little more broader-minded who might be able to uh, perhaps get you a better deal next time around. 
Yeah. We'll see how this all shakes out. Oh, yeah. It's apparently been in the works since last fall. Mm. So here we are. Edmonton wants to keep Evander Kane. New York wants to keep uh, Cop. Uh, not surprising, I don't think, in the least. No, definitely not. The, the Andrew Cop deal really worked out well for the Rangers. I mean, not, not that Cop was a bad player, but this this was a guy who's a middle six forward, versatile. He can play center or wing, but mm-hmm. he was averaging thirty five points. He gets you thirty five points, fifteen goals a season. Not bad. Goes to New York, gets on the Artemi Panarin line, and yes, of course, he's playing alongside a superstar like Panarin. But come on, you know, you you got to be able to have some decent skills to be able to to play well on Panarin's line because if you can't, they kick you off there pretty quick. And he had was it. 19 points in his last six in six or no 16 points i think in 19 games with the rangers it's not like that he, he wound up with a lot of points with them i mean he, the, the bottom line is the trade worked out really well for new york so i'm not surprised the rangers want to keep him um <clears throat> as far as evander kane goes i mean i think evander kane definitely wants to to come back with the oilers I mean, come on you're on the top line you're you got terrific chemistry one with the best player in the game right now and connor mcdavid um he'd be a fool to walk away from that but i think what's going to happen there is going to depend on how what the outcome of his uh grievance hearing is with the sharks if he gets uh I don't think he's going to get a full seven mil that they that he's going to claim that they owe him. But I'll put it to you this way. If the settlement works out being, let's say uh, the arbiter says, okay, for the next three years, the Sharks have to pay you four mil a season. Then I think the orders go, thank you very much. Here's three mil a season, Evander. And Evander Kane says, thank you very much, because now he's been made whole and they're off. He goes straight to Vegas and then he loses it all. I don't think he's going to be doing that anymore. Not going to be doing that anymore. Uh, Because, yeah, he kind of. But anyway, (laughs) Uh, bottom line is the bottom line is in a public way anymore. He's going to be hella bookie. He's going to be using 365 bet. Yes, exactly. (laughs) In updated news, Evander Kane seems to have. Broken thumbs and will be out indefinitely. Um, <laughs> weird how that happens. He said he tripped oh, and fell down the steps. Mm-hmm. Weird. But uh, no, the, you know, Ken Holland took a lot of crap uh, for some of the moves that he's made over the past year. And he took a lot of crap for it. And I was kind of skeptical, too. I said, well, this could work out, you know depending on how well Kane meshes with either McDavid or Dreisaitl. Well, we have our answer. Listen, the guy can play. Let's, let's, let's be honest. The guy is a good player. He's an excellent power forward. And, you know, Ken Holland deserves credit for that because now he's going to have a guy that is, instead of costing a lot of money to sign, is only going to cost him anywhere between two and a half to three and a half mil a season rather than seven mil a season to sign. I mean, you know, this, this is, this is going to work out really well for him. Uh, there we go. Done so what happened to the, I'm confused <laughs> a little bit. <clears throat> what, 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 what normally what? in so. situations like this, there's a PR hit of some kind. Mm hmm. Right. And I get and I get that, like, you know, maybe he got exonerated for some things, but the whole like COVID 
is the fact that COVID isn't a thing anymore, apparently, is that is that why the vaccine card thing doesn't matter anymore? Yeah. Like, what happened here? Yeah, yeah. The whole, yeah, well, the vaccine card thing mattered back over December and early January, and we were all still following mandates and everything like that, and we were all losing our minds over Omicron, not saying that wasn't justified, by the way. I'm, yeah, I know. I, I, I know. I, but, I'm also commenting about how ridiculous, like, oh, just. Yeah. It all it took, and <clears throat> I don't want to get geopolitical here, but all it took was a war in Europe to, yeah. and then COVID went away. It was, yeah, it's gone. Magic, magic, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, our hospitals yeah, but, are okay. our hospitals are still overflowing, but hey, COVID went away. No, nothing to see here. Anyway, right. yes, that yeah, it's the geopolitical portion of the Face Off Hockey Show, folks. But we're known for best, mm. right? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, point being. So we're we're over that now. Nobody cares that Evander Kane potentially no broke that federal part laws. nobody that part nobody cares yeah, about. No cares about the the whole some of the other stuff though. Um, yeah, yeah. Some people there people do still care about some of uh, the more unseemly things of his personal life that we were being subjected to. What seemed to be on an almost weekly basis of the news. Uh, about him that started last year, be it his bankruptcy, the way he treated his wife and his child. Mm-hmm. All, of course, all allegations, Alleged. except for the bankruptcy. <laughs> that was not an allegation. Fact. That shit's actually still going on. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Um, but, hey, who knows? Maybe uh, going to Edmonton, uh, maybe the cold air in Edmonton is clearing yeah. his head and he's seeing the light and will uh, change his ways and be a better guy at least he went to a market that isn't completely focused on hockey so Thank he could so that. he could or, you know take a step and, back and get out of the spotlight <laughs> and doesn't have a lot of casinos around or anything like no that. they really don't they uh. really don't and the ones that do are all cowboy themed and really really silly so there you go <laughs> that's a good way to put it really silly um <sighs> Daps and head taps to the Florida Panthers. They won their first President's Trophy. Yay! Good, uh, no, good for them, sir. Honestly, good for them. Good for that market. I have, is, and I, I think I've told you guys this before, but I'm I'm going to throw it out there again. If there is one team I would like to see win the Stanley Cup this year, it's the Florida Panthers. Because think of all the shit that they have had to endure. I thought you were going to say, think of all the cocaine that will be done. <laughs> Yeah. But for the past 25 years, like for a long time, they were a laughing stock. They were a doormat in the league. People, that team was on the verge not once but twice of being relocated. You know, it took. If if there's one thing you I can honestly say about Gary Bettman that he does well, he is determined to keep teams in their markets, and somehow he was able to weave his magic and find owners. Uh, you know, to find Vinny Viola. To be able to buy hey, the team this time. Oh, hey. But even after all I'm of that. I'm a team over here. <laughs> over here. Bada boom, bada bing. Hey. But honestly, it wasn't all that long ago that they, they were a joke. And and they, you know, people, uh, you know, were saying, get them out of there. Even I was saying, you know, listen, maybe they'd be better off if they moved to a better hockey market with better ownership. And I definitely wasn't faulting their fans because as I've said all along, you know, there's no such thing as a bad hockey market. Give them a good team, a team that at least looks like it's trying to win and the fans will come out and support it. But if they're Mm -hmm. just losing, 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 they're, 
you know, there's there, you know, the management's incompetent. It, you know, the ownership seems indifferent. Well, then the fans aren't going to bother to come out. Why should they? Why should fans come out and lay lay down money for a crappy product that the, the the people who run the team and own the team don't seem interested in improving? But if you actually turn around and improve it, look what you're seeing tonight. In, in or or tonight, what what you saw last, last night, night. When they played the Capitals. It was a full house. Jesus, we always used to sit and laugh about, you know, oh, geez, look, you know, they say that it's, uh, you know, that there's 10,000 people in that arena. You'd be lucky that there's 3,000 judging. Yeah. What was the mm-hmm. joke? Yeah. You know, 10,000. Yeah. yeah. A lot of those fans were masquerading as empty seats. Yeah. Well, there was not an empty seat to be found last night. Give them a winner and they'll come out. So I would love to see them win the Stanley Cup this year. I really would. Yeah. So two things. So first of all, last night, and this is why I hate ESPN coverage. <laughs> Messier and Chelios were sitting uh. there with Levy, talking about how they didn't feel like it was a playoff atmosphere <laughs> in Florida. I hate I hate ESPN so much. <sighs> but Messier and Chelios are known assholes. Oh, it's true. Good point. Of, oh, that yeah, that that's that's not telling tales out of school. No. Yeah, no. And then uh, the guys haven't won a dy- They haven't been a part of a dynasty before. Yeah, hey, I don't know oh, that heritage. No, no, I. Well, Mark Messier thinks he knows everything about everything because he thinks he should be named a GM without having any experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he worked into his contract that he had to be at the center with the Stanley Cup behind him during the mm-hmm. during the intermission. Oh, right. I can guarantee it. Yeah. I can guarantee it. Yeah, it's just, you know, but they 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 don't have any personality at all. I really hope after this season that ESPN grows a brain and brings in people who actually know the game and understand the game. I mean, I don't care if you, you know, like you bring in somebody like Ray Ferraro, for God's sake, who knows the friggin game. You know, he's doing he's doing he's doing between the benches or has yeah, a well, pa- put like, him in the you know what? Main studio so we don't I, have to listen to Mark Messier and Chris Chelios, you know, sit down and paramble on left great I, players. But on uh, they're they're death sitting in that studio. I don't, I don't even need them to have informed opinions. I just want them to be passionate about what they're saying. I don't I don't yeah. care if it's wrong. It's fine yeah. if it's wrong. Just be passionate about it. But Both these not. guys are like, yeah, I watched the second period. It, I thought it was fine. And then Chelios is like, yeah, I, you know, when I was a defenseman, you know, I might have done something different, but I think they did okay. It's like, what the fuck? Is, that's not, that's not analysis. That's nothing. No, no, it's not. Nah. Okay. So number two, I'm moving on. Okay. Next. Yeah. President's trophy. Uh-huh. Is there a jinx now? Oh, no, there's if always. the Panthers don't win the Stanley Cup. Or is this officially a jinx? Oh, it's always a jinx. It's I always mean, look, look, Colorado last year. Yeah. Yeah. When's I mean, the last when's the last time, time a president's trophy winner won the cup? It's been like eight years, hasn't it? It's been a while. It doesn't happen often. All right. So, president's trophy winners. Florida Panthers, to be determined. Year before, Colorado Avalanche. Yep, which nope. I said. Year before, Boston Bruins. Nope. nope. They went to the final. Yep. But Year they... before, Tampa Bay Lightning. Nope. Nope. Year before, Nashville Predators. Nope. nope. <laughs> Year before, Washington Capitals. Nope. No. Year before Washington Capitals. No. Nope. <laughs> Year before Bo- uh, New York Rangers. No. Nope. Year before Boston Bruins. Okay, what Maybe. year are we in? Yeah, I don't know where we're at. Fourteen. No. No. 
2013 Chicago Blackhawks. Ding, ding, ding. We have a nine. Okay, so there you go. Eight years. Eight years. Yeah. Nine years. 2013. Well, eight years, possible nine years if yeah. the Panthers don't win. Depending on the match. Oh, right, right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Six seasons. <laughs> and 23 seasons, eight years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, doing Netflix. And then before that, <laughs> uh, you have to go back to the 08 Red Wings. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. five. Jesus. So, so we're talking 08, right? So we're talking almost 25 years. We're talking over 20. No, that's not right, Matt. We're talking no, 15 years. 15 years. Off. Almost 15 years. Almost 15. There you go. So but, twice but in almost 15 years. Yeah, that's a fair. Now that's a fair point, though. Yeah, it's like, yeah, just because you you win the president's trophy at the best rate, it just goes to show how different the game is once you hit the playoffs. I mean, it's, it is legitimately a second season. It really with, is with playing but that be- many games. Before that, before we had the the season canceling lockout. Mm-hmm. 2002 Red Wings, yes. 2001 yeah. Avs, yes. Yes. 99 Stars, yes. Yes. Uh, 97, 96. Oh no, that was flip flopped. Ninety five Red Wings, yes. Ninety four Rangers. No, yes. Red Wings didn't win in ninety five. That was the Devils. That was the Devils. I don't give a Listen shit. Listen to Jen. That was the Devils. <laughs> Fucking who cares? Uh, point is this. Ninety four Rangers, yes. Yes. Uh, you're still talking about a fifty plus yeah. percent winning yeah. percentage. Yeah, it's even then it's terrible. Yeah. So, and it started in eighty six. So this trophy is. Uh, not even 40 years old yet. Why even have it is what I'm so, saying. So yeah. we're, we're talking in the salary cap era, being the best regular season team, statistically absolutely does not translate to Stanley Cup. No. That's right. We've Success. been in the salary cap era since 05-06 and only two teams that won the, uh, that won the President's Trophy won the Stanley Cup. And that's the Blackhawks mm-hmm. and, the, and the Red Wings. The 08 Red Wings and the 2013 Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. That's it. Because as you said, it's it's an entirely different game once you hit the postseason. Yeah, you know the intensity ramps up. The game gets a lot more physical. I mean, holy Jesus! The players, every one of the game ones that I've seen. I mean, players are just bouncing around like like you know like they're in pinball. They're just flying off each other. You know, and mm-hmm. you're starting to see. I mean, goalies are getting run. You know, like yeah. it's. Yeah, like there's no quarter I, I, given or taken out there. It's just, Russ tried to last night. I, I saw. Go ahead, Jen. We we have gone from a regular season rule book to a yep. rule page. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Rule post-it note. By yeah. the time we get to the final, it's a post-it note. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Brett, uh, last night, Rust, for whatever reason, in the Penguins Rangers game, <laughs> tried to skate through the crease to get to a puck that was in the opposite corner, ran through Shesterkin, and eh, 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 nothing. Eh. Eh, it was fine. Well, he tonight, was just trying to get to the puck. Well, tonight in the first period of the the uh, the uh, Bruins Hurricanes game, David Pasternak mm-hmm. ran Andy Rantanen. Rantanen got cut. Two Rant. minutes goal interference. Rant. That's all it was. Two minutes goal interference. So uh, wait, it doesn't Rantanen doesn't matter if he bleeds. The game if the goalie to... bleeds, it doesn't matter. Rant- Ranta, sorry, Rantanen. Ranta, Ranta, sorry. Ah. <laughs> But no, but uh, Andy Randa, he ran him, he got cut, had to leave the game. And yeah, no, two minutes goalie interference. It's all past and not cut. It's like, dude, he ran into him. Yeah. Well, he was originally yeah, given a five. More, hold on. In any other yeah, situation, originally it was a five, if there's and then blood, they made it's an extra two minutes. That's automatic. Why is yeah. it not that way with the goalie? I don't know. 
Uh, Welcome to originally... And listen, Bye. I know whenever we talk, we get upset with officiating. It's a little bit of a sore spot for Johnny because he's, you know, being a, an official himself. He's not I here. Mean, fuck him. <laughs> but no, and I can understand his point, but only so far. But when it comes to the NHL, I mean, oh man, like last year, I mean, every year the officiating gets worse and worse. The rule book disappears in the playoffs. Nothing changes. It just becomes war on ice. And, you know, the best parts of the game, people wonder like, oh, why didn't Connor McDavid do this? Or, oh, why can't Austin Matthews win that? Or why can't he's like, yeah, because it turns into a goddamn free for all instead of, you know, which, you know, ruin, it, it, it's all about nullifying the best players by any means necessary. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not by checking them fairly or anything like that. No, no, by hooking and ho I mean that's creeping back into the game when the playoffs roll around. Yeah. And by the time we get to the final, it's it's man, it's rare that it's an actual entertaining game because then it just becomes a slog. And a lot of times I'm just sitting there wait going, Oh Jesus, can this please end? And you can and people say, Oh, you wouldn't say that if that's your team. Well, yeah, I said that last year when the Habs were in the final. I was like, I know it's been five games, but Jesus Christ, this this has not been very entertaining at all. Well, just slog, slog, slog. You know. If you think about it now with today's level of coaching and video review and like not review in the state of like refereeing, I'm talking about like <coughs> being able to analyze from a coaching mm -hmm. standpoint, right? During the regular season, you get at most what three days to to see what your opponent mm -hmm. usually does and try to match up with it. In the playoffs, you get game one and then two days, and then game two, and then two days, and then game three, and then two days. So as the series progresses, you start to notice, okay, if I want to shut Alex Ovechkin down, this seems to be the best way to do it, whether it's Radko Gudis running him, mm -hmm. which may be the case. The Panthers may just take Gudis and just try and hit him as hard as he can, like sure. whatever, right? Yeah. But it, you, f you start out over a week and a half to two-week period, it's... That's, I feel like, why the playoffs feel different, right? In my opinion, it's not it, the regular season is what it is. It, that's why it's a different season to me because you're talking about a, a potentially, you know, at least four game up to seven game series. You're talking about two weeks playing the same opponent over and over and over and over and over again. Mm. So there's more video to review, there's more. You can start to notice player tendencies, especially the players sure. that have played against each other or even played on the same team with each other before. Like you start to see these things and that is what slows the game down because you start coaching against coaching against coaching. The players start to prevent as as opposed to create and it creates these outrageous you know, it's not a wide open game like it normally but is that's in the regular yeah, season. That, you don't see McDavid skating through five people in no. the offensive zone and making these there's these amazing goals because coaches find a way to stop that from happening. No, I and I agree with you. That is a fair point, but that still doesn't detract from the fact that the officiating is absolutely yes. horrible. Yes, horrible. If if they're gonna, you know, if 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 you're gonna find a way to shut players down. OK, because of all the, the, the very factors that you mentioned, which is that's all above board and fair. I don't have an issue with that. OK, it's all of this uncalled obstruction, you know, all of these uncalled obvious penalties that happen right in front of mm -hmm. the official, which and I've gone on about this before, which in the regular season, his arm would shoot up right away to call that penalty. No, nope, no. Nope. Nope, nope, keep going, nope, keep going, nope, nope, play it, play it. 
And it's like, dude, he fucking here took the guy's head off right in front of you, and you didn't do anything. Right. And this is game one. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> literally game one on the ice, and you're going, oh well, he slipped and fell. <laughs> I think part of it is that officials are afraid now of becoming the, the story, like, becoming the story, oh, becoming um, like influencing the game too much one way or the other. Just one more reason I hate Twitter. And that's people. Well, no, that that goes back to people like Don Cherry. Seriously, because when he had his megaphone and used it every Saturday night, he was forever getting on officials. And saying, let them play the game, pow, pow, let them play the game. And other people picked up on that. So you had you and you would and you heard it, you know, other, you know, analysts or play by play people, pundits started picking up on that. And that's why you're seeing it now. I don't think it's some directive that comes from on high saying, no. you know, no, I don't think Gary Bettman's sitting there and rubbing his hands gleefully going, how can I suck the how can I suck the life out of this product? You know, I know we won't call penalties. That, but that's also, also there, um, we're starting to see now how ruthless the NHL is handling referees mm. um, with like cutting off their retirement dates and saying, okay, you're, you're, you're retiring today instead of your planned retirement, you know, three weeks from now. Mm-hmm. They're just, mm-hmm. you know, firing them essentially mm-hmm. right before their retirement. Yeah. And screwing up all of their family plans and everything that that's going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so you're seeing that from the NHL now, just like blatantly, like what's going on behind the scenes? Yeah. Yeah, that that that's a fair point, too. There's there's a lot of other things. Again, it just. All I know is that that I don't look forward to the playoffs with the usual with the excitement that I used to. You know, I, I really, really don't. And again, it's because not because my team isn't playing. That has nothing to do with it, because if my team's not playing, I find another team that I might, might cheer for or fancy in this case this year, the Florida Panthers, as I said, you know, but. I just know I'm going to just see a lot of dog shit games because there, there will be gross incompetence among the officials. The officiating will be terrible. And, you know, it's just it's just ruining the goddamn game. It's just ruining it. You know what would make it more exciting, though? What? What? We were talking about this last night, <laughs> me and Johnny and, and Scott. <laughs> they have emergency goalies on hand in case a third, you know, they need right. a third goalie for teams, right? Right. They do travel with an extra referee, but what if there was an Eber emergency backup referee, some oh. local guy who does beer league that just happens to be in the stands that say, that look, man, fantastic. here's a whistle. If anything happens, just be ready to lace up and get out there. I want to see a beer oh. league referee doing an NHL playoff game. You would see a parade to the penalty box like you've never seen in your life. <laughs> I'm starting to think not only did Steve Torrey pay you off, but Mac did too. <laughs> Maybe. I yeah. want to see Mac out there. Except Mac would call everything. That's Steve true. Torrey would just mouth off to the players and call <laughs> them assholes. He would, he would be part of the shit. <laughs> I mean, technically there were emergency backup referees. Um, <clears throat> what year was the Koharski incident? Oh, 88. Yeah. 88. Yeah. I was going to say 89. I knew that wasn't right. Yeah, so, yeah technically we've seen them before. Yeah. Yeah, let's bring it back, baby. Oh, I want to see man. it. Here yeah. we go. Call somebody a fat pig. Come on, coach. <laughs> <laughs> <Please. laughs> 
<laughs> you, you, everybody in the box, all of you in the box. Uh, we need people to play. Like, all right, some of you in the box, in the box. <laughs> decide who stays because we need at least three people on each team. Exactly. It's going to be three ice. There we go. <laughs> three on three hockey. Uh, see if we can sell it out. Full circle. Yeah. By the way, I just want to say, I saw some of the headshots for the 3HL. Um, and they are fucking divine. <laughs> Here's Peter Lenz. Look at him. Just fucking just fancy. Wow. Oh. I really wish they would have went with like the 90s yearbook photo background. Oh. With the lasers, you know. Don't worry. By the way, everyone else, so happy to be there. Oh, you can tell. Yeah, some guy did have that mark. Now I gotta find him. So we're gonna go through all these fucking teams. <laughs> God, um, is it thrice? It's gotta be thrice, right? Not three ice. Three ice. Ah, you know the non-licensed photo. Here's the Mar- Marty Rodor's kid doing great for himself. Generic photo. That is it, that. Oh, so that I, those cards always look like the cards they used to get in cereal boxes that where they yeah. didn't have the kinda. Yeah. All right, let me get to know this team then. Grant Pierre, no, that was the one we already saw with Peter Lenz. He's doing great. Uh, John LeClaire, is it his his guy? Nope, there's more non-licensed stock photo. Um, <laughs> that guy doesn't even have, like, they don't, again, just looks so happy to be there. Oh. Every single one of them. Like, it's oh, a living. Look at, look at Connor. Lavely. He's flashing dash, yeah. baby. Beautiful. He's ready to go. There it is. <laughs> Having fun, but no, there's, there's got to be a better way. Uh, Larry Murphy, whoop, 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 whoop. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they all look this one. They this is a super small photo. They couldn't find a regular size photo of them. Uh, <laughs> like there it is, Bobby Farum. There, there it is, is baby. There's that laser beam and Starway. <laughs> My God, oh, he's got two different photos. Oh, double hands on the stick, and then the single one, baby, ready to go. I can get updates from the locker room. Oh, I can sign up. Ugh. No. No, I don't think I will. What, what do we know three. what the trophy is? I want to know what the trophy is. I hope it's just I hope it's three trophies in one. Yeah, it should be. It's an old ashtray taped to the top of a <laughs> anyway, it's three smeared off ice trophy. Tickets there are on sale now. Three ice. For a local ticket we took it literally. Um starting at uh, a lot of money and then ending at not a lot of money. It's a great time. Mm. Lyle, it's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. We're not going to do a ha-ha fuck you. We'll just have a good old time. Man, oh, this is not gravy. Hold on. We have to. We have to. This is worse than Phoenix Coyotes territory. What, what, this, what, is what? For, this is for uh, the Quebec City the Quebec City stop. Um, plenty of seats still available here. <laughs> um, highlighted in blue. A lot of seats still available. <laughs> Uh, for Saturday, July 30th, 3 p.m. at the Videotron Centre. Don't you dare mess Don't it. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on. Okay. So we had an e-bug situation tonight. Did we talk about this? We, we had one a couple nights ago too. Yeah. An, no, no, no. Anti Ranta got knocked out of the game as we just as we yeah, discussed. Yeah, so they brought their backup in. Yeah, they yes. brought their backup in. Yes. So there's the e-bug is sitting in the locker room currently. I just saw Emily oh. Kaplan. Yes, of ESPN, I believe, tweeted that their their e-bug is currently just fully dressed, sitting in the locker room because he's not allowed to sit on the bench. Weird for some reason. 
Maybe that. because he's not on a contract, he can't sit with the NHL players uh-huh. or something not. like that. Uh-huh. I have no idea, but he's like fully dressed, just sitting. Maybe there's just no room. I don't know. Like, that's crazy. Can't sit on the bench. So E Bug is dressed and ready to go if he's needed, but just here's a picture of him fully dressed in the back. That's crazy. Good for him. Yeah. By the way, Good. shout out to uh, to Thomas Hodges getting the E Bug duty for Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Lost sight in his left eye at age 12. And yes. Made an NHL game. So, Mark, yep. what's your excuse? Made two out of three. Uh, I'm fat. Stopped okay. two out of three shots. So, yes. 66. That's two more than I would have stopped at an yes. NHL thing. I've been the guy called up. Dustin Brown's going to retire at the end of these playoffs. So, congratulations to him. Congratulations. Two, so, two cups. Hell of a career, all with the same team. Mm-hmm. You know. So, as we discussed, I think a couple weeks ago, Kings probably retire his number, but no Hall of Fame. No. Exactly. Yep. Yep. I don't even know if the Kings retires and they name it. Just give him a ring of honor. Uh. <laughs> nah, he captained them to two cups. He's he's going to get his number retired. We will see. We'll see about that. <laughs> anyway. He got him to two cups. Couldn't give him to three. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, don't get me started. I'll start crying again. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> all right, Lyle. We will talk to you again next week. Talk to you next week. It's good seeing you again, Jen. Yep, you too. Bye. Take care. There he goes. Lawrence in SpectresHockey.net at SpectresHockey. Uh, Mark, some shout-outs. Ah, it's weird starting. Very strange. Uh, Shout-out to Johnny, Ring of Honor tonight. He got to meet a bunch of wrestlers last uh, night. All of wrestling tonight, yes. Oh, sorry. What did I say? AEW? Oh, you said I thought it was Ring of eh, Whatever. It's, it's all the AEW. same. What do I know? I don't. I know nothing. It's all wrestling. It's all wrestling. Okay, AEW. My fault. So he's out having fun. Got to meet some people last night. I don't know how that happened. I'd love to hear that story next week. Um. So shout out to him. Um. I don't know. Why do I? I never have any good shout outs. My life is very not interesting. So, um, shout out to the lamp right here on my desk. I love lamp. I love lamp. Wonderful. That's all I got. Uh, Jen, any shout outs? Uh, shout out to the end of the semester. Good. Congrats. Yeah. How are you going to celebrate? You know, I'm probably going to eat some chocolate and then start packing. So, yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, start packing up and be a corn husker. Yeah, my my fake beer. Right, your faux beer. You would know it's not the corn huskers. That's a no. It's the Mavericks, but Nebraska is corn husker country, regardless of where you stay. Yeah. Well, provided that contract shows up in the mail. Provided that your background check, like you didn't commit tax fraud or anything, did you? Not that I'm aware of. All right. Well, good. The IRS is always listening. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do best. Exactly. Anything else, Jen? Nope. Thank you. First off, shout out to you. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Mark. Big show for Mark. Sean Leahy's going to hate this show. There's so much Mark in this show. I love it. I know. Love when I'm he gets fully him. engaged. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't taking time off to let Johnny having, speak. You're having good takes. It's great. Oh my God, great take! I mean, this is a this it's is a renaissance. A, look, I'm gonna 
this is a Hall of Fame moment for me. Scotty yeah. just gave me a com a compliment, Jen. Yeah, exactly. Good no, takes. Don't don't get used to it. Uh, I won't. Okay, good. Not what the show's <laughs> about. Uh, <laughs> um, shout out to uh, Mark's kid and dog for not annoying him too. That's yeah, tonight. Shout fantastic. Out to- the dog's asleep. At least for the duration of the show, the two MVP. kids were asleep. Melatonin's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Love it, perfect. Uh, and then shout out to card shows that we went to last week. That was fun. Like it was like twelve again, but the prices were much more ridiculous. Um, it's like you're twelve, but you have an adult budget. Exactly. And then yeah. even then, you're looking at cards like I don't know, man. Fucking five cards in a pack, and it's six dollars. I don't know, man. Yeah. But I can get part of Lenny Dykstra's jockstrap. Fuck. That's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but which part? Or is that is that what makes it expensive? But it's well, it's all gonna look like brown because of all the tobacco <laughs> use. So I think it's worthless because of the pine tar, right? Wink. That's tobacco, baby. That was big Lenny Dykstra with the big like double chin worth of chew. <laughs> just spitting it directly into his shorts. Exactly, just all around, man. He's just like right here. Let's go, baby. <laughs> anyway, Jen is fed up with that. Nah, she's fed up with me that's why she's moving uh <laughs> <laughs> all right that's it that's all for mark with the c gen hl history girl i'm scotty was take care of yourself and someone else has been face off hockey show on face not face off hockey show.com we don't have that anymore it's actually squatted on um but you can find us other places like all the podcatchers and all the social medias at fohs radio and then on patreon patreon.com slash face off hockey show been a fun time it's gonna be a great time trying to get this outro too and trying to remember where all the files went to but that's for me to find out and for you to figure out after we do all this shit so until next week where we'll have a full set of shows johnny will tell us how he got into the aew locker room and how he had a dark match with uh with some people out there weird how they did you get buy a ticket you get in the ring it's amazing i don't know if that happened we'll have to see the night's still young in any case you guys have a great time we'll talk to you next week Peace. I don't even need any extra music. That's it right there. <laughs> I was trying. <laughs>